What's going on? I'm Bobby J. This is City Chapters Podcast. Today's chapter, we're with Cody Duncan. Cody Duncan is the owner of Auto Skin Detail, and he's the co-host of Happy to Be Here Podcast alongside Exact Change and Islo Matisse, who just were on the podcast here recently. Cody's a longtime friend of mine. We've been friends for over 10 plus years, no doubt. And, uh, I've known him since he was doing music and seen him make a lot of transitions. He's seen me make a lot of transitions. I respect Cody a lot um, and his insights and 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 uh, he's just fun to be around. You're always gonna laugh when you're around Cody. So if you know Cody, you know his energy is always positive, and uh, you definitely gonna get a laugh in. So super stoked to have my brother on, and uh, we're gonna get into it. What's what going up? on, my brother? What's up, dude? Thank you for that introduction. I'm very happy to be here once again. Um, my name's Cody, and me and my me and my buddies host a podcast called Happy to Be Here. And uh, yeah, we're just we're you know love to be in this city and just love to be picking up energy that you're putting down. So, thank you, man. I'm trying mm-hmm. to trying to do my thing with this podcast and just get people's stories out there. You know. I, I remember when you started this podcast and I was like, that is fucking sick. It is so the whole I remember City Chapters at its infancy. And I remember a message coming through from me to you like, brother, that is fucking genius. Mm. And being able to take a take something and kind of like move it around and it kind of applies anywhere you put it. And so kudos to you, too, for building your brand and getting to where you are. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh uh, you know, it's it's good to have people that see the vision because I haven't really executed it nowhere near where I know it's capable of going to. But I'm in the process. And, you know, I really do believe, like you said, like I can apply this model with city chapters in Spokane, but any city, you know, and mm-hmm. make connections along the way. Yep. Um. So thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. I appreciate the compliment. Yep. And sometimes when you're hustling and you're like trying to pursue and like achieve something you didn't have, it takes you need people to tell you from the outside looking in how it looks. Mm. And it's tough to ask that question. You yeah. know what I mean? It's tough to be like, how's everything look? Mm. And me and you have had we've talked a lot about that, mm-hmm. about how like, you know, it kind of it 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 is going as good as you perceive it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is which kind of pigeonholes you, but at the same time, if you've ran any kind of business or done anything with the public eye, you'll understand that because like even if you're doing really well or you're you're you know it's really it's really based off of how people perceive your message, not how you push it out there. Um, which is why like. Sometimes you'll find like an inferior service or product, like go far. And it's like because it's people are just soaking it up, you know, and and then vice versa. You'll see stuff that needs to get more eyes on it that doesn't get the eyes on it because it's just not it's not hitting that that level. So, you know, it's an ongoing battle with me. I'm a business owner as well. Like, you know, I own a car wash and uh, I'm constantly thinking about how I'm perceived. Um in in quest of being free you know what i mean because at the end of the day i really don't care what people think Mm. but if it means me not being free then i kind of care what people think you know yeah yeah and you obviously care obviously what your customer thinks uh, on the product you deliver 100 percent. you you uh i guess we can dive into that for a second so 
um, a lot of times we don't get to this kind of thing till the end of the podcast, but I think mm-hmm. maybe it's important to let people know a little bit more about the details mm-hmm. of your business. No pun intended, but it's a detailed business. You said yep. car wash, but you actually specialize in like getting in there, deep cleaning a car. And so, you know, how did how did this come about? How did you get into the business? And, you know, what's the differentiators of your detail business compared to others? Okay. So good question. So how I got into this was I actually, my first like real job outside of like working at a call center was at downtown Honda mm-hmm. back a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I was a shuttle driver in a car and I washed cars. Um, my brother got me the job. I remember the dude's name was Brett Hockenberry. He worked in the, he was a service manager forever. And he said, I'll give you the job under one condition. I like you. I like your brother, but you got to cut your hair. I had braids in my hair mm. and they, you know, they were long too. Like mm. I, I had grown my hair out for probably like five or six years at that point. Yeah. And, uh, he, I just thought to myself, you know, I just ready for a change. And so I said, all right. So I came to work. I came, we started the next day with a haircut, went down to Q, Q cut my braids off. Mm. Uh, and then fast forward a couple of years, I was washing cars and one day I, um, and I got really good at it. I was giving people shuttle, shuttle drives all around town and picking them up and customer service was on point. One day at lunch, I dressed up in like my best clothes and I went to the sales manager at downtown Honda. His name is Steve Combs back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I said, can I have a meeting with you at lunch today? I'll just come into your office. He's like, yeah, sure. So I go in there with, uh, I go in there with a polo on, some slacks, some nice shoes, and I like went into the bathroom and changed up to that. Yeah, yeah. And I and I shook his hand like I was a new person, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, Steve, you know, I really want to sell cars for you. I was 19 years old, and he looked at me, and he laughed. He went, Cody, you're you're a lot of tenant. Like you just clean the cars. And so I said, oh, okay, okay. And then, like, I didn't have no rebuttal at that mm. point. You know, mm. I wasn't, I didn't really have much sales experience. Mm. Um, but so I kind of just was like, I just took that. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, maybe that was a test. If mm. I would have if I would have tried to, like, sell him, maybe he would have said, oh, okay, maybe you have some sales skills. But I didn't rebuttal it. I kind of just, like, awkwardly left his office and was like, okay, I'm a lot of tenant. Mm. Well, fast forward a year, I had some self-talk, and I, had, I, I remember telling myself, you know, you can do better than this. So I moved away from downtown Honda, and I went out to the Valley, and I got a job at the Hyundai lot. Um, my very first day, I paired up with my buddy, uh, his name is Jamal, Jamal Jones. And he took me under his wing and he showed me everything there is about sales. So from that point, also a, a buddy of mine named Thomas, all these guys just schooled me in how to be a, a professional, basically. It was it was equivalent of uh, education, uh, is equivalent of a university degree, but you're doing it like hard knock style yeah. on the car lot. Right. Um, so did that for a few years, and I really honed in my like customer service, building rapport, uh, being able to qualify, which of course just means like really figure out what people are after, and like not really use their words to do it, like base their actions, you know. So I got really good at that, and then uh, and then one day I kept getting fired from selling cars because I was good at selling cars, but I uh, my issue was is I was just young and dumb. So um, after after I uh, 
kept getting fired from selling cars. I re- I just basically took a step back and decided, okay, I need to kind of, I, I don't want to do this work seven days a week the rest of my life. And so I took a step back and figured, what can I do that supports this car business that I gained some traction in, but doesn't dive me completely into it. And so that's when I landed on detail shop car wash. Mm. So um, in that time when I left car business to where I actually opened my business, I did go to business school. Mm-hmm. So um, I was that kid, you know, without too many words, you know, when I was young, you know, I had been running businesses my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'll just put it at that. Mm-hmm. So once I got into school, I was that kid sitting in the front row with all this street smarts business shit that I'd been doing. But now I'm getting definitions for things. I'm getting... I'm getting uh, answers to questions I've had for my whole life and figuring out like profit and loss and all that shit. And I was just glued to that shit. And like, yeah. you know, I would just sit in the front of the class and and uh, and just really like, I was like the teacher's pet answering all the fucking questions. And then uh, once I got out of, I actually didn't even finish business school. I got just enough knowledge to start a fucking business. Mm-hmm. And then like, as soon as it was a summer, and I just thought to myself, well, if any time is now, I was actually working at a detail shop and uh, I got an opportunity. I jumped full, f- uh, both feet in. And that was when I turned 30 years old. I'm 38 today. So the so, opportunity was to buy the detail shop you were working at? No, actually, I, I have this weird mindset where like I'm constantly trying to like grow and improve things, even if I don't own them. Yeah. And so, and you, and you know, it's just a value add thing where like wherever you're in a room, I tend to lean towards how can I like add value? It's like a double ended sword though, Mm -hmm. because like not every room's needing value. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people are kind of like, what the, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) We've got the value down in here. And then, you know, you got to step back. But, uh, but yeah, so I was constantly trying to help him grow his business. He actually said, why don't you just start your own detail shop? And so Fast forward, that's what I did. Um, it took me years, but eventually um, I got out of, you know, I just kept growing little by little. My very first my very first day in business with my sales background, I introduced myself to a car lot that very first day, which I mind you, I've told this story before. This was my 30th birthday that my business license came in the mail. My business ages as I age the exact day. Mm. So therefore, when I turn 39, my business will be nine years old. That's cool. It, it just happened that way. We, we applied for the business license maybe in May, and it just happened to slide in on the day of my birthday. So that was like... A when little, is your birthday? June the 5th. June the 5th. So I'm a Gemini on like every level. Like if you look it up, like I'm like, I'm like definition Gemini. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so fast forward, um, I'm in business. I'm five or six years old into business. I finally convinced my wife that, you know, I've got it. And that like the value, there's no amount of value you can put in a different company that more than what you can put in our family business. And so within the last three years, my wife quit her job and she's full time with us at the shop and my son's there. We've got like a whole family dynamic. And so that's a, I mean, I don't even know. I'm very lucky. Very, very lucky. I've worked hard and, you know, the fight isn't over, but like we're low key in a family sense, pretty fucking, we're fortunate and we're pretty fucking free, which is 
huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even, I can't even, my, my words probably aren't even doing it justice. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So. Yeah, man. That's, that's cool. It's cool to hear you talk about the process of getting to that business because I've never really spoke to you directly about that before. So what are, so what are some like, what do you say is the differentiator of your detail shop compared to others? Like what, what do people need to know about auto skin detail if they want to get their car detailed and such? Um, well, what the main thing is, is that since I spent all that time in the, in the actual industry buying or like selling cars and stuff, I have like an eye. I was that salesman that would grab a car I would, someone would be coming in to see, say, a Honda Civic. I'd grab the Honda Civic off of the used car lot, take it over to the detail shop, and like clean it up myself real quick. Mm -hmm. Even though there's detailers running all around, yeah. and I had like a certain eye for what people were maybe be looking for. And so, differentiator that would be it is that like I'm I'm looking for something that maybe other people may not be looking at. Um, and then also, I've owned and driven and had and been around cars my whole life mm -hmm. so i can kind of i kind of know just by looking at something what it may need what it may not need um so to answer your question what would differentiate us is i'd seem to take the time to actually figure out what people are after mm -hmm. so are you cleaning a car up to sell it are you cleaning it up because you paid a bunch of money for it and you just want to protect your investment are you cleaning it up because your daughter's taking it? Did your daughter have it and now it needs to be gone? Is it transferring? And so I just, I qualify people. Mm. And so therefore I know their expectation. Mm. And then when I, in my work comes, I of course exceed their expectation, you know, in a, a fractional amount. I'll go above their expectation a small amount. And then when they pick up their vehicle, they're they're happy and they tell their friends. So um, that's what would differentiate us is we listen. Um, other detail shops, it's kind of a little bit more like drop it off. We're going to do what we do. If you don't like it, we'll compensate you. Go away. Um, you know, I'm more like a, I try to like really stop and listen. So um, my first few years, five years, we did all wholesale and I really didn't worry about retail. In the past three or four years, we've been really focusing on retail and kind of wholesale, using it as like to fill in those holes. Yeah. So, and the difference is huge. Wholesale, of course, they want the, we're going off of numbers. Retail, it's one car at a time and it's a little more of a higher dollar thing. So, yeah, yeah. And margins are way higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys are located up off of Garland still? Yeah. Garland District, North Spokane, yep, right by the theater there. Mm -hmm. I've had my car cleaned there two times, and uh, each time I have been freaking amazed how yeah. nice it is when I get it back. It's like a brand new car, so um, I can personally attest that you know Cody and his crew they do really great work up there, and uh, anybody that's looking to get their car cleaned and trying to look, you know, just feel fresh and. Get that whip suited, or like he said, if you're selling a car, Cody's the man, and uh, he really does have really great customer service. I'm sure you can already pick up on his his personality if you don't know him and the kind of energy you're gonna get from this business owner. Uh, he's like this to everybody he meets, very welcoming, warming. Uh, so definitely, you know, support Auto Skin Detail if you're looking to get your car looking super clean. Dope. Not I just clean. I'm talking about. 
spit, span, all that, you know? I appreciate it. Yeah, when we originally started the business, it was one of those things where, like, we were kicking around names. I had a binder with no space on it with, what, 200 names on there? Mm-hmm. And you could see my refining process as, like, it went down, and I was... The one that the two names I thought I like battled myself. I had to sleep on it. Was uh, well, uh, at the time it was available. Now it's not. Which would have been Spokane Auto Spa, and then Auto Skin. And so mm-hmm. the reason Auto Spa itself wasn't available, but Spokane Auto Spa was. And For then the I, website or to be able to secure the trademark. The the trademark. So I can okay. actually like run business under that name and not worry about people being like, oh, that's my business, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went with Auto Skin because, one, it was unique. Two, it speaks and it says, you know, it says things like, you know, because beauty starts kind of within. So it's like, you know, oh, yeah, skin, like he does it all, you know, and, and he takes care of the outside, obviously, but, you know. So Auto Skin. And then also just... It was unique enough to where when you hear it one time, it's kind of like, oh, I've heard that. Yeah. Um, and it starts with an A. So It also allows you to branch out if you were to ever to other cities and yes. different things like that. When a business is named Spokane, such and such, it, um, it, you know, it has to be done right. Like Brendan, he did it with Spokast, which takes Spokane and makes it unique, blending mm-hmm. it with podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. So that works, but like people that do like Spokane furniture, like it already feels like it's gonna be a cheaper business. Yes, you know, and I don't know why that. That's just my branding viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So you have to like, if you're gonna incorporate your city name into your brand, like how do you do that and not be like chalks? You know, like yeah, just I don't know, corny Chotsky, whatever you want to yeah. say, right? Like. It has to be done well, you know, and, yep. and um, so and also, like I said, you don't corner yourself by being just Spokane Auto Spa. Yeah. Auto skin can go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also it's really weird because when you have that conversation with yourself about like, oh, this could go anywhere. You have to remember that there is some businesses that somehow figured that out. Like, have you ever heard of Omaha Steaks? Yeah. Have you ever heard of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken? It's weird, and if you really think about it, there's some, there is a way, there's a math problem to take like a, a local deal and like kind of make it a destination. Yeah. But it, but you you know you it's kind of an older thing. Yeah. But you have to do it right. Is exactly. What I'm saying. No, like, no. There, there's, you are, the, there's the key of Spokane like, furniture ain't gonna be in Florida. It, <laughs> it, it don't matter. Like like for. Right, right, right. It's, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain there's certain things that like it has to be for it to go f- for it to go anywhere. It has to be like there's a reason why you keep that name, mm-hmm. the, that location with the name mm-hmm. Omaha Steaks. Yeah, that's fucking farmland, and there's cows everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know what? That's the South, and people eat fried chicken out there. You know, so mm-hmm. there is way to do that. And if you are gonna tie your name to a business just make sure that you're like geographically thinking like in like a whole deal right. otherwise just don't do that right i you mean know? like patagonia that's named after an area a region oh no way i didn't even yeah, know that that's it's in south america it's a whole uh really crazy landscape down there it's insane oh but, okay uh, so where, therefore that's why you have to have that type of like 
jackets with the like yeah, down. Yeah, their in outdoor them. gear is based upon like some of the harshest environments that exist in the Patagonia region. Yes. And and the North Face too. The North Face is from a certain face of I forget which mountain or whatever, but it's the North Face it's because the of North that. Face. Yeah, it's like ah. the north side of a certain specific mountain that it's named after or something like that. And so like all you know, these brand the great P and W, like, but even, you know, that restricts and that can be fine. You just got to know what what space you're going to operate in. Yes. Does the market support that space alone? Like, obviously, uh, Joel from the great P&W, it supports. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People it love supports. to see them pine trees. Yeah. People love to see those, uh, those, those bears. bears. <laughs> yeah. We said it the yeah, same Yeah, we did. I, someone just came in for a detail yeah. the other day and had the bears fucking. Yeah, and the it was bears like, are everywhere. Oh, they're everywhere. We got lots of bears in the city now. Another another big thing about starting a business, this is just a little tidbit for anybody who's right on the verge. They've got maybe the skills. They have like a specialized skill. They know that like within their job, they're valuable and they could branch off and do it. Um, this is a little tidbit for them is that need based. And if you if I bet you if you go through anything, anytime I've ever said, you'll be like you, there could be cut in where Cody's like need based, needs based, need based. Say need, that again. Need, need based. You need to open a business for shit people need. Oh, need based. Not want you. based. Yeah. And so clothing, like you need a shirt, right? Like, you know, uh, graphic Sometimes. design, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying like, if you want to be, there's, you could be free tomorrow, mess around with need based. You could mm -hmm. go, you could take five grand and buy a lawnmower and get a pickup truck and a couple weed eaters and you could be free tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. just for people who that like when they're when their idea of being free is like really minute, they're just like, dog, if I just keep don't have to work for this guy anymore and I could just create my own income, like I'm free. Like it's waiting for you tomorrow. Grass grows every fucking where. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cars are every fucking where. You yeah. know, houses need painted, uh, weeds need pulled, gardens need tilled. There's so many things that are needed. And if you could surround yourself around and support these needs, you can be free right away. Now, mm. if you want to cast something out there and kind of like do what you, uh, I don't want to say what you love, but like if you have a passion for something you want to turn into a business, that's a little different hustle. Yeah. That's more like when I was pursuing music. Okay. Mm -hmm. Spotify came out. That shit blew me out of the fucking water, bro. Mm. I wasn't. I, the Spotify was not around when I was making music, but I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like everything's streaming for free. I'm sitting here trying to sell CDs. Yeah. I'm out, bro. Yeah. Um, and if you want to talk about that, we can about uh, about music. Yeah, we definitely will. Okay. Um, but I, I want to stay on this vein for a little bit okay. because I I love branding. I love the name development of a brand. I think that's one of the funnest times that I've experienced in starting my companies or just like talking with other people that want to start a company and I'm helping them develop a name. The name is important, you know, and it needs to, it needs to be catchy, quick, easy, like auto skin sticks. Like it, it just, it says and encapsulates things really quickly. So I feel like you did well at, you know, naming your company because 
I've seen other detailed names and I'm just like, I don't know. It's just like, okay, yes, it's, you know, it's a detail shop or a detail business, but yours is just like auto skin. Like, you know, you're cleaning the skin of the car. You're cleaning the, the exterior, cleaning the interior, the, you know, um, well, thank you. Thank you. And it was like you, what you said earlier, it takes, it takes some, it kind of keeps you up at night because you think about, damn, if this works, I got to call myself this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, and you kind of don't yeah. think about that when you're making a business. I mean, you too, City Chapters. I remember hitting you with the message when I very first saw City Chapters, like Bobby, like because I, you know, I'm one of those people where I feel like I see a vision, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, Bobby, fucking genius. I love that fucking name. You're like, you were kind of like, not like you were on the fence, but you, you already knew how to explain it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, so this is, and you, you took me kind of through it, and I'm like, dude, that's genius. Yeah, and. uh it just takes it just takes a little bit of you. I mean, you just gotta think about that shit, and you gotta throw that out. You do, do you do um do you do what is it called when you run stuff by your homies and uh God, this is you know like you know when you're uh God, I learned it in marketing. Like when you're like testing a new product, brainstorm. Yeah, but there's a name uh, for it. Brennan knows it. He's behind this glass over here, just like <laughs> you fucking idiots. Is it no. no, he closes <laughs> the door. <laughs> he closes the door. Right. I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna remember what it is. But basically, it's where like five people, six people, or a hundred. Mastermind. Nope. Nope. There's somebody who's going to be listening to this podcast. It's like, these guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> but um, uh, it's basically where a bunch of people will come in it's and true. you just set the product on the table. Mm-hmm. And they then, like, there's really no, they come in and they look at it and they go, huh. And then they just start kind of. Intervention. S- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because this is don't do this. this. Is zero alcohol, You're... so there's not that. But anyway, so oh, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Think. No, I need I an intervention. Even thinking of the al- like it being alcohol or not. But that stuff's kind of important. Kind of running yeah. running stuff by your friends, asking them how what they think of it, um, and doing it with friends that are gonna tell you the truth. Yes, that's that's a big thing. Don't bring it to your yes friends. Bring it to your your friend that's kind of an asshole, really. Like he's the one that's gonna tell you that what you need to hear, and uh, it's hard sometimes. Like, you know, hearing hearing the hard truth from your friends that really love you and want to see you do well. Like I had a talk with one of my homies this morning. We were working out, and you know, he just kind of went in on me about like the cycles that I go through about trying to make City Chapter successful and how I'm on, and then I'm off, and then I'm on, and then I'm off. And he's like, I hope you're on forever this time, you know? And I'm like, part of me is like, he's so right. And part of me, it's like lit a fire under my ass. Like now, because I kind of thrive when people doubt me, you know what I mean? And when someone directly tells me like, I will we'll see, bro, this time, it's like, mm-hmm. fuck that. You know Pats you on the fucking <laughs> like, back. Yeah. Like but, pats you on the back yeah. and they're just like, I hope you, you know, and it's like, fuck. Yeah, it's like, but, but yeah. it's also like. Like I was talking to him about just like me putting my ego to the side because initially it's like I want to be offended. Like, oh, bro, you don't believe in me or like, but really it's just my ego trying to get in the way of the truth of that. I know it's been hard to believe in myself in business. Business is really hard. You have ups and downs and it takes consistent work, which that's where ultimately I failed the most at is just being like consistently working on something. I can do it for 
sprints and then it's like i don't like whatever whatever and like well you know the biggest thing too that i came around to is like it doesn't matter what you feel like doing a lot of people want to tell you in business like do what you love like like the expectation that you're going to wake up every single day for your business loving what you do and you have to have a love for your your goal your end mission i believe but you're not going to love every single aspect of what you do in business and you have to do it regardless mm-hmm. and if you can't, like you love it it's like, crazy like you love it yeah yep. And that and that that's a challenging thing mentally. Yes, the challenges that I've gone through in business, I wouldn't recommend it. You know, unless you have a high pain tolerance. Yeah, you're resilient. You know, or if you're, you know, like like my friend, he's just like he doesn't think too much. He just goes and gets it. And I overthink, and that's something that I'm trying to learn from him. Is just like you know action is where it happens bro like you could think all you want read all you want you know with some of his advice like it doesn't matter like if you're not executing then what's kind of ultimately you're not going to thrive in business that's for sure you can do all the self-growth and that's great but if you want to be good in business like it needs your action every day yep yep i agree with you and i relate i relate and deal with a lot of the same struggles where you know I have like a weekly goal, monthly goal, yearly goals. And mm-hmm. when they don't get hit, sometimes I think to myself, you know, I'm hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, there's also that vein in me, right? When I'm hard on myself, it's just like, you don't have to hit, you know, like I'm my worst critic. Mm-hmm. And, me uh, too, sure. and I just, I, I, I used to have a lot of kind of self doubt type talk and stuff with myself. But since I've really like, had the responsibility of supporting the whole family and this is this is what we do as this a is it. I've had to I've had to grow the fuck up. Yeah. And I've had to kind of have that that push and that determination regardless of how I feel every day. Mm. And you know, it was it was good. It was a growing pain that was really good for me. Mm. You know what I mean? It was just just tr- kind of getting out of my own way, putting on my boots and just heading down to the shop, you know. It's funny because, like, I feel that as I've gotten older, I'm kind of, like, remembering certain aspects of beliefs and, like, things that I had when I was younger, though I was completely dysfunctional at that time. But there was certain mentalities of strength that I had then where it was, like, I'm going to get done whatever I want to get done. Nothing can stop me Mm. from doing that. Mm -hmm. But I went about it in a lot of ways that were not healthy, you know, with partying and drinking. You know, and so that really took away from a lot of my purposes. And I was applying my efforts in the total wrong areas, you know, like for lesser words, we'll just say it was the wrong areas where I was trying to make money and all that kind of stuff. But um, I've come I've returned to some of that. But with the evolution of what I've gained over these young adulthood years that I've experienced and ultimately I've done so much self-reflection and I think that's been really good for me. It's helped me heal and different things, but in business, it really isn't about what you want it, uh, to do. It's not about how you feel. You know, life is not, I, I've been really resistant against that kind of concept and I still think I'm working it out, but you know, life isn't about what you, how you feel. It's about what you want to attain and what you have to do to get there. And when it's 
something that you aspire to, it's going to be hard to get to. Mm. It, no and matter like, what. And it doesn't matter how talented you are, how you believe that you're destined for great things and none of that. It only matters the effort that you put in and, you know, put up and shut up kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, we all seen that situation where, like, you were good in the neighborhood you lived in. Mm. Like, I'm balling down at Grant Park. Right. Then you go up to Comstock and you're just like, holy shit, this is a whole different environment. And then you realize that this is just Spokane. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, shit, there's people who want it more than me. And yeah. like, I have to straight up focus up. I have to, I have to put in that, that effort. And as a kid, I remember that was, it was like, how could, can you hang on any court in Spokane? Like that mm -hmm. was like a, that was like a measure when we were young before cell phones and all that. Yeah. It was, you know, we, at least me and my friends, we'd show up with a team ready to go, you know, we're trying to, trying to, and it's just a, uh, I apply a lot of stuff to business, bro. I apply so much to business. It's kind of a sickness. Like I'll wa I'll be walking down the street and I'll think like like that value add thing. I'll be thinking, oh, you know, maybe I should be getting into cleaning windows. Look at all these dirty <laughs> windows out here. And it's just because like yeah. of the way maybe we or I was raised where like, you know, Deep down, I think everything could just, well, it is true, but deep down, I think everything can just, the rug can just be pulled out from me, mm. you know, whereas if you ask people and they're just like, how could it be pulled out from you, bro? You mm. own the, you own the business, your wife works there, everybody's mm. doing what you ask. There's no rug that can be pulled. But I mean, mm. when you're raised a certain way and you know, it's, it just, it, it keeps that tenacity. You got, you got to almost feel like shit could end any day. Yeah, I think that's important. It's if huge. you get complacent, yeah, there's which a I've, word. I've done a lot of. Me too. You know, I've gotten complacent quite a bit in my life, and uh, that is death to an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised, you know, that I've held on sometimes, really, and, and made it back. Yeah. To the points that I have, but I. Um. Yeah, I've had times where in the public eye, it's like, yeah, that dude's a strong business owner, entrepreneur, love that guy. And it's like, if you could only hear the self-talk between these two ears, mm. you know what I mean? And, I I'm, I, and, I, and it's not that I know I still, I am all that, but like, you know, shit's slow, employees are, you know, it's like, yeah. I've, I've had, a, I've had a lot of issues where like, if you could under, if you could get a snapshot to my brain, it'd be like, damn, why are you thinking like that? You know? So... Dude, man, you know how they say, like, you know, uh, thank God a woman can't read a man's mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, God, you know, it's like it's just like any person, any person read my mind. Like it is it's I'm a troubled soul. That's what I told my homie like this morning. Like and he maybe doesn't relate to it like like what I go through, but it's it's what I that's how I feel, dog. Like, I'm mm. troubled, bro. Like, I'm trying to figure it all out. And it's yeah. really hard. I'm trying to put my life back together from the trauma that I went through and what I created for my own self. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And while, so, while pursuing a business and doing all, like, it's like, it's like we make it hard for ourselves. But, I mean, I almost, I can't see it any other way. I honestly can't see it where, like, you'll never walk into a Rite Aid or, like, a, or like uh, churches, like you'll never see me sliding a, a Walmart little vest over me and be greet. Like you won't see it. Like in my brain, I just can't get there anymore. 
You yeah. know what I mean? And and like what you said, a troubled soul. Like a lot of the things that I deal with that are a problem for me, I've put in front of me. Mm. Almost all of them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a battle between me and me. And so I just yeah. have to I just have to overcome it me me personally and uh, any I think anybody who's like an entrepreneur or someone who's trying to pursue something that they don't have you know a lot of it is you in your own way and you just have to kind of rise up and, and like what you said action mm. not get out of your head and start moving forward so yeah people can relate to that I'm sure yeah the you know one of the things on this podcast that I feel is important in the conversations that I wanted to have are these hard conversations about the difficulty of training your mind, of doing well in business, the hardships that come with business. You know, like we want to paint this picture of like the glory of owning your own business. And there is glory to be had, you know. A lot but, of work. But it comes with blood, sweat, tears, and, and, you know, scars on the mind, scars on the heart, scars physically, like the stress that it can cause on you. It, it can physically show up. Yeah. And it's, um, it's not easy, you know, and life's not easy. And I feel like for me, business is just an analogy for life like figuring out business is figuring out life like figuring yourself out mm -hmm. building a business is building you mm -hmm. and you can do it however you want you know there is no right way you know that's that's kind of the difference between me and and some people that i know it's like you know we all have our own process and that process shouldn't really be judged as long as you continue on trying to make it work you know yeah. what i'm saying or you might have to make transitions maybe what you're doing isn't the thing but you find another thing eventually yeah and this podcast i feel like it is it's centered around these conversations you know i feel like this is where a lot of people do struggle and they might not be struggling in um business because they're not business owners but they struggle in life and these things that we talk about are relatable, relatable. to everybody in life yep and there's a guy when i was back a long time ago when i was selling cars his name is michael vesiano and he said success is determined by how you pick yourself up from failure to failure mm -hmm. and he was like that's what gonna, that's what's going to determine you as successful because eventually something will you will succeed at something but if you quit after the very first try you'll never you'll never get there so he and that that was after getting walking 10 people in a row on the car lot which is a no no like you talk to them on the car lot and then they get in their car and leave before you can like go in and check with the manager i was called walking someone mm -hmm. and he's just like listen bro you're not a failure if you just get back out there and just keep going yeah. And I remember saying that in my head, success is determined by how you pick yourself up from failure to failure. And uh that shit lives with me. You know, that was fucking 15 years ago he told me that. And I remember within the last 5 years I hit him up. I'm like, "Dude, thank you for all that advice, you know? Because you don't, you know, mom wasn't saying that. Dad wasn't saying that. No. I didn't learn that in school even. It was someone no. who failed hella in their life who was yeah. now successful. You yeah. Know? So you got it. You got it's about who you surround yourself with and 
you know, you got to want that shit, man. You got to want it. So I really do believe you have to fail <laughs> countless, countless, countless times to be successful. Yeah. And to be successful in a wholesome aspect, an aspect where like your life is together. You as a person are together, your money's together, your friendships, your relationships are together. Mm -hmm. That's success. Success isn't like, oh, I built this big ass company. I'm making millions of dollars, but you don't ever see your family. You don't ever see your mama. No, you don't ever see no. your kids. You don't you don't have time for life. You know what I mean? And and if your life, if you wanna say your life is the business and that is what it is but ultimately i feel like there's some kind of unbalance there and you can tell yourself whatever but my perspective is that would not be success to me no you know like i don't want to be uh i don't want to build a business to become a slave to my business i want to build a business for freedom and i see a lot of people i know become slaves to their business yeah and that's a hard one. That's a hard balance not to feel like you have to be a slave to your business because, like I said, ultimately, you you don't get to do what you always feel like doing You're in business. You're going to be working more than if you work for someone. Right. Yeah. So you got There's systems. Yeah. I read a book recently that really put the idea of systemizing. Don't tell somebody, hey, I want you to do it this way. Like, create a system to where that's the only way they know. Yeah. And incentivize them to work the system. Mm. don't you know and if you come in and you want to switch things up don't just yell out hey i want you to do it from now on create the system that switches them from a to b like like uh when you go into mcdonald's um this book actually had a lot to do with mcdonald's and it they really chimed on the fact that you don't got to eat burgers to understand how well this business is ran yeah and the main thing was is if you you are you are running a successful business when you can predict the outcome of your product or service 30,000, you know, 20,000 miles away in a different country mm. and the Big Mac comes out the same way, you have you have systemized and you have won that battle mm. because I'm sure you know just imagine like a separate city chapters where like other people were laying on like it just wouldn't work, you know what I mean? And or, or maybe it would, maybe you do have a system set in. I can't pull off the style of detail that I do all across the country. Mm -hmm. What I can do though is I can create a system where it dumbs down the expectation a little bit along with the price. And then, you know, it kind of mainlines everything to where anyone yeah. can pull it off. And so what I say that for is that those systems will kind of low key set you free once you, uh, once you utilize them. Yeah. I'm, I'm a student at that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a slave to my business currently. Mm -hmm. So currently I go on vacation and shit falls the fuck apart. Yeah. Um, but with that said, I can leave anytime I want and I can shut the doors and kind of be like, let's just not work for a couple of weeks if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I've got employees who have families and stuff like that. So I kind of let them continue to work. But like the longer I'm gone, the more mess I got to clean up when I get back. That's a that's a business that's profitable that's eight years old and that I'm talking about how I'm free. It'll sh it'll straight up shudder under me not being there so that just lets you know like how hard this shit is <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. like it's like i'm the juice 
And although that my wife is kind of starting to get in, actually, it's a funny thing to, to dive into this. When we go on vacation, I don't pay myself, but I pay my wife. So what I tell her is that it's on you. You know what I mean? They're going to call my phone, and when I see it's from someone from the shop, I'm giving you the phone, and I need you to just hash everything out. And if you need me, you let me know. Yeah. Um, and I do that because, fuck, one day I might not be here. Mm. And, the, and, and, and this, if you want to continue to be free in the manner that we have, you're going to have to just figure out these things, communicate with your employees, you know? Mm. Um, and, uh, she thanks me for that. She's just like, bro, you know, that's, that's huge because, you know, just like anything, it's just getting used to that, that motion. So, yeah. Which by the way, we've been together, uh, it's 2023 right now. We've been together for 20 years, me and my wife. Uh, we married after 10 years of dating and, uh, I wouldn't be anywhere without her. She runs the whole backside of the business. I bring the money in. She pays the bills and does anything out. Anything that has to do with an out in the business, she handles it. Yeah, shout out Maria. Yep, shout out Maria. And she, she, you know, she's around. You've seen her. A lot of people know her, and they probably don't quite understand her role. And, I mean, like, I would just be them some dirty-ass little detail shop fucking struggling, probably behind on my taxes if I didn't have somebody who took care of that shit well yeah and you know like there's no limit when you got a good woman behind you fuck no there's i don't know what that's like yet but (laughs) i know from what i heard you know what i'm saying and i can imagine what it's like when you have a a a great woman that really supports your dream and your mission and, and is really there with you in the trenches that's you know invaluable um i got lucky i mean i'm talking about we met at quiznos yeah. She was my boss at Quiznos. And I'm talking about like imagine seeing a hula hoop like 50 yards away and you throw a football and it hits the target. Like I'm just saying like I I was not I did not have bitches. I did not have women. <laughs> I did not have confidence. Yeah. And I happened to I happened to somehow get an angel yeah you know what i mean god yeah. sent me an angel i'm not i grew up like religious but i'm like i don't go to church and somehow i was blessed with an angel i mean like this is the one woman i ever put any energy into and it's been 20 years mm-hmm. and like we we talk about it all the time like i mean she, matter of fact she asked me out yeah to get down to the nitty-gritty Yo, you know what i mean cool, i was man. just I like I, yeah, I don't know how you guys met so <laughs> she was my boss at quiznos yeah. i was working at quiznos and they said this lady that or her she's younger than me she was like this girl is gonna be the night manager and she's gonna be your you gotta kind of listen to her now yeah and she was just hired i'm like what the fuck you know so i kind of <laughs> had that like like you know whatever <laughs> and then it just ended up working out and one day she hit up her employee and said you need to take me to a movie that's what she that was her words Uh so um my cousin drew actually answered the phone which was funny we were at the lake and uh the phone rang and he said someone's on the phone for you and so i picked it up and she said you need to take me to a movie this maria and i was just like oh okay yeah that was 20 fucking years ago bro and so it's just all it's just all about like there's so i could have not answered that phone call i could have uh there's just so many things you Mm. know and you know, I don't even know. I'm not the most religious person, but things happen for a reason, for sure. Mm. And uh, she's definitely a blessing, and I'm I'm very fortunate. I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. 
And really, I can't see how you can see it any other way because whether you believe it's from some divine intervention or the fact that whatever happened, happened, and there is some reasoning you got to develop from it or can take from it, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's still a... There's still some some reaction to what happened that is a reason, you know, for you to develop in your mind. And the only way we get to operate through this world is through our reasoning. You oh know yeah, what I'm saying so. Like, yeah, it's just you know, I I it's funny to me like people don't believe that. You know, it's just like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, there's vibrations. Like one, there's consequences and and repercussions for everything you do and every move you make. And yeah. Exactly, and, and when you really think back action. at how you met people, it's it's straight up like left turn, right turn. Yeah, like when you met t- through your cousin Drew. Yeah, me and uh, you met through through my and, cousin. Yeah, me and Drew, we ain't close now, but that's a brother of mine, you know, and it'll always be love. Yeah, for some reason he hears that, you know, dog. That's what it is. I still love you, bro. Yeah. So yeah, and it, and just like anytime you meet or run into someone and interact with them, like when you look back at it, it's like, damn, that's a trip. Life is fucking crazy, man. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a, it's a blessing that to have her in my corner. It's a blessing to have you as a homie, and to bounce ideas off you, and and bounce ideas off of people. Like you're that dude who's not just gonna be like, yeah. That sounds good. You're going to tell me something real, you know, Mm. and we've had some deep conversations. We've went, we've went deep on it, which is a whole nother thing. The, the, the trek into the wood, the, the nature, what was it? Nature Nature walk. (laughs) That was hilarious. I took this man on a nature walk and we met at, we went to a trailhead and he said, motherfucker, this ain't no nature walk. We had a trailhead, fool. First off, (laughs) he's like, I was going over to his house. And he's like, yo, bring some bring some shoes for a nature walk. I'm thinking we're just going from his house, like, around some of the wooded areas, kind of in that air, you know, right outside his house. He's like, all right, man, we're going on the nature walk. Everybody load up in the bus, <laughs> up in the bus that he has. He has this cool bus that uh, they travel with. And I'm like, wait, what? We're going in the bus. And mind you, you know, we took a, a little psilocybin, so I'm like, what we have to leave and get in a vehicle and everyone was afraid take- <laughs> of me driving which i was like no i'm straight and then you know we brought them we brought the psilocybin with us and on that nature walk yeah. shit got real that yeah, was fun man i had a blast and yeah it nature was- walk was at night during a full moon and uh but yeah like we we traveled like 15 minutes in the bus and i'm like this is no longer a nature walk we're going up a mountain <laughs> And we park at a yeah trailhead in Dishman area, Dishman Hills area, and I'm like, this is now a hike, dude. And the, this this whole time, us. mind you, Bobby's getting more and more and more excited because like <laughs> this is right up your alley. Yeah, Everybody was, else is kind of being like, what are we doing? Bobby's yeah. like, no, he don't even know what we're doing, yeah. but he's just like, let's go, bro. Yeah, I'm I love ready. This stuff. Yeah, the other homies weren't about it, but I was for yeah. sure. Yeah, I love adventures like that. It was fun. It was fun. And we had some really deep conversations and really and laughed a lot. Yeah. Whatever, whatever about the psilocybin we took that night, like I was on a fuck. I was on death comedy jam in my brain. (laughs) And so all I could do is just crack jokes the whole night. And it was just it just got to be a lot. But I needed that. I needed that right at that moment. I hadn't been I was like real deep in my head. And I just Mm. needed to have that moment where like. I had folks around me. My neighbor 
just randomly came over to our house, remember? Yeah. And he was just like, what y'all doing? We were like, we're taking mushrooms. We're going on nature walk. He didn't even check in with his family and <laughs> took, off, <laughs> it took off with us. It was so fun. It was, you uh, see, this is what I mean by situations left or right. Like that group that night was mm -hmm. just like, thrown together and sent off on a rocket ship <laughs> which was which was great bro yeah remember so. the star that turned into a plane yeah and the commentary <laughs> the whole time yeah it was, it was mars like a 10 minute well it was, it was mars, mars and then it was delta one whatever flight number <laughs> yeah and then know. we and then we saw it land that was a trip bro yeah. if you've never gotten outside your brain with a very little amount of mushrooms i really highly suggest you just kind of lean in towards that option I'm not going to be the one who just says dive in and go do it because shit can get real if you kind of like Man, don't. Don't eat an eighth to the face your first time. Yeah. But like, you know, definitely. If, a little nibble. Yeah, yeah, a little nibble. And also if you're in the idea of that, hey, I want to kind of experience something else, do it. Yeah. If you're secure with where you are and you love the skin you're in, you don't need any outside influence for anything, just keep doing what you're doing. But um, it's majorly benefited me. Um, I went no drinking, no smoking, and taking mushrooms for seven days just within this last year. Mm -hmm. Seven straight days, mushrooms every day. Mm -hmm. um, that opened my eyes a lot, too. That really did. It kind of just... It kind of just... Uh, Made me not hesitate on certain things as much. You know what I mean? Where like You're just doing a microdose. Yeah, it was a microdose. I was working through it all. I was, you know, I was sweating it out. No drinking, no smoking, just seven days, and uh, it was cool. It was really cool. And I ended on a little pinnacle where uh, actually I saw you on the end date. It was at a show at Lucky You. Is the day I ended on it, and and uh, had a little something to smoke and drink, and you know, just kind of reflected and. It's really good to reset your habits, I guess is where I'm going, is that like if you're addicted to something or if you're clean from something and you're like, hey, you know, it's a problem, it's always good to just kind of like, you know, shut everything down and just try to reintroduce stuff little by little or just don't bring stuff back into your life, you know? Like, uh, you know, I really would like to get to the point where I control smoking and drinking a little more than I do. Hmm. Um why? I'm not like what like what are some of the reasons what you don't have to go deep on it mm -hmm. but like what are some of the the more surface level reasons of why you feel you need to do that because no no one can tell me no no one can tell me no like if I if I'm like I have that type of wife and partner where I'm like like she'll kill me <laughs> you know what I mean like she, if I wanted Reese's peanut butter cups and IPAs in the fridge at all times yeah. like she wouldn't even she wouldn't look at me any different yeah. and she'd be like oh i'm going to costco do you want these ipas or those ipas you know like i have a partner to the sense that like it can be not good i could one two beer myself for the rest of my life no one's gonna say nothing that it's a problem to me you know but what i she mean she supports you and what you want to do exactly right. like so once you decide whatever it is she supports you exactly but she's not forceful and trying to make you be a certain person oh no which is great which is That's great how a relationship should be and, and I'm, I, you're exactly right i love the fact that it's like that but i also will catch myself going on 90 days like motherfucker you have been drinking beers 
every day for 90 days and okay, nobody's what's, checking what's, you. What's the problem with drinking the beers for 90 days? Like, what are you experiencing? Good point. Like, what, what are, why would you want to stop drinking a beer every day for 90 days? Like, so, good are, point. I the, love the fact that you're diving in and yeah. doing that. So, the reason why that's an issue is because I have responsibilities as a father. And so, um, it's like, okay, well, what are you doing that you feel like you could do better as a father? Well, the issue is, it's like, I don't want an image for him to be that dad's always got a can in his hand or a blunt in his hand mm -hmm. and dad uses those for this and that. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I want, I just, it's really about leading by example do is you, what it all comes you, back to. Do you feel though that like, a, you know, having the beers, smoking the weed, it actually takes away from you being the father that you could be though or is it just the image that you're worried about do you no. feel like you're not a hundred percent there when you and that's more of the reason you want to quit it's, yeah and also the image but both yeah okay i'm yeah. a better i'm a i'm a i'm a better man sober mm -hmm. that's a something that i've tried to come back to like if I'm better without it, then I'm getting rid of it. Like, uh, so I stopped drinking coffee, uh, for like three months. Oh, word. And in my mind, I still want something, right? I don't drink. I don't smoke weed. I don't do anything anymore. And people that know me, like, as long as you've known me, that's kind of different. You know what I mean? Like I used to smoke hella. I used to drink hella. Uh, you know, usually party around some drugs quite often. Um, luckily, I never was like a drug user. I just only did it at a party. You know what I'm saying? Never like, bought any but drugs. But I never was at home blowing yeah. minds and all that crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. But that just luckily wasn't in me to do that. Um, but I'd still like anyway. Um, what was my point? I was oh, you were on. going. I was just going to remind you of your point, too. It was um, it was the fact that you don't indulge. Oh, coffee. There we go. Coffee yep. is what it was. So there it is. I, I started drinking coffee again, like, uh, I don't know, like two weeks ago. And, you know, I started off like just a cup a day, you know, easy implemented back then. And it's in. great. Like yeah. the first cup, you're like. <sighs> yeah. You know, like sometimes I don't feel it at all and then sometimes I do feel it and then there was a few days initially that I'm like I felt like my mind was scattered from the coffee mm. like it was you know going everywhere and my friend brought this up this morning they did a, a scientific test with spiders and they gave one coffee one LSD and one I think was uh like alcohol or something right and like the webs that they make are all different the lsd was very intricate oh, word. the coffee was very sporadic and off and the alcohol was you know something else Fucking but like sloppy, or sloppy but and the but the the spider on the coffee was like going everywhere you know what i mean he was just freaking out you know basically and um that's how i feel my mind is you know on coffee a lot of times like sometimes you can hit that right spot and it feels great but once for me, like I'm an overindulger, like I can do one cup of coffee for a while, but then it's on a day where I meet up with some people, they want to get coffee. I get a few cups of coffee and then I'm zinging. And then it's the ups and downs of that energy that up with the caffeine and the downs with it too. And like yep. this weekend after a long week of 
just working and having coffee. Um, I just, by Sunday, I was so exhausted. Also, I'm implementing other things in my life, getting up at 5 a.m. and these different things. But, like, I could just directly correlate to the coffee as it being one of the central things that was affecting me negatively. Wow. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore again. You got the, you, you had an inkling, then you got the proof and you were just I tested like, the waters. You're like, nope. Done. And I want it because I want the ritual. I want the, you know, have something that's like, you know, I want to like feel a little something outside of being sober, but yeah. it's like, nope, I got to live clean and I have to live true to that. And I'm not going to keep going through this process trying to, you know, barter with life or prove that I can have coffee for what reason when ultimately I don't need it. And yeah, so I've just came back to that place again where it's like, and it's, you know, like these things can sound so trivial to most people. Like, oh, bro, you're tripping about coffee. Like, oh, you oh you don't want to drink. You, you don't like for any individual seeking greatness like you have to get rid of the trivial stuff like all those little things matter and i've always been resistant to that until recently until where i finally have just accepted the fact for me for my life anything that i know is not good for me that society uses and says it's okay and and you it's not a big deal but I feel that it is for me and my growth and what I want to achieve. I got to get the fuck rid of it. Uh, that's that's takes a very adult person. Takes a lot of it. It takes a it takes a lot of uh, willpower. And I mean, you're facing the flames by doing that. So I commend you for that. You know what I mean? Because it, the first little bit, it's fucking hard. I don't know how the last bit is. I haven't been there. Like I, I aspire to do that. I aspire to be control of my uh, impulses, and mm. you know, and what the the worst part about it is, is like I am straight up impulsive, and like, you know, what's success? People ask me all the time, "Oh, you how's your business doing? Is it successful?" You know, it just de- t- depends on what you determine success is, yeah. and so I like, like I am impulsive, question. and by my own definition, I am yeah. successful, and so I'm impulsive, yeah. and it's just tough to navigate my waters because mm. I get what I want, and I also indulge, and I also do things that I know are are not necessarily the best for me and then I still achieve my goals and you know a lot of it's like a it's like a it's like a web like what you're saying like it's like a sticky little thing where it's like yeah I can, I'm there but I'm not you know and so. that's that's just that's life like I, I I really don't even know if it's possible as a human to always make the right choice like <laughs> like what that's you know we're always gonna do things that are impulsive or like not the right that not the decision we wanted to make you know the mind's tricky and uh getting a hold of it is wrangling it it's like wrangling a wild mustang you know the mind is wild and most of us do not have the upbringing to be able to have control of the mind the mind runs us and we think that we are the mind but really there's a separation between you, your genuine self and the mind. There's the body, mind and spirit. And 
I'm of the belief that really who we genuinely are resides in the spirit. It's our essence. It's our energy. It's our life force. But the mind in this body, you know, it has its bodily needs and it wants to keep you in this comfort zone. And so like learning how to not let your mind control you and its habits because ultimately the body's addicted to certain types of behaviors and chemicals that it gets from those behaviors. And mm -hmm. like, that's something that I just learned a lot more about recently um, in uh, Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza, which I'm still digesting that book. It's been really hard for me to take in, but some of the things that stuck with me is the fact that like we have a, uh, Standard nature, human nature, is really to not, it does not want to, uh, it does not want to be in unsafe areas. So anything that we do that feels unsafe, we go into flight. Or fight, yeah. Flight or fight mode, mm -hmm. which releases cortisol into the yep. body, which is, you know, all these different things, right? So like every emotion that we have releases chemicals. And so... Like people that are depressed, like I've been, like the body actually needs that chemical that is released from depression. Mm. It wants that feeling. That's why you're you, feeling you that way. think you don't want to feel that way mm. in your mind. Your spirit is like, I should be feeling better than this, but the body is like, I need these chemicals. I'm addicted to these chemicals. Yeah, you know. But you can also be addicted to happy chemicals, like people who have trained themselves well can experience that at any point they want to. Mm -hmm. They can flood their body with those types of chemicals. But, uh, you know, this is like some deep biohack stuff. But I love this stuff because that's like really ultimately the point. It's like how can you control your mind and your body so that your soul can thrive here in this experience? Absolutely. How are you with, um, like, just being alone? Alone? Like, can you just... Can you navigate, like, do you have an issue with nobody in a room and no, with like, like, can you just, I'm, I only say that it's because I'm very bad at it. I'm very bad at doing the right thing just alone. Mm -hmm. Whereas well, if I had to guess, you probably have a pretty good handle on that. Yeah. You were, <laughs> you're like, yeah, because I mean, like, it's something that you're like, yeah, every day, yeah. like I'm alone every day, almost, you know, uh, I don't have a family. I don't have a, a steady girlfriend. Um, you know, so I, uh, and when I say that I have an issue with like just the self, like just the thought, you know what I mean? Like I'll sit there and like everything's done and I'll just like I could totally just be enjoying like the back deck like my I got a nice place and yeah, I could totally just be like hanging out enjoying the nice weather but like I'll create some sort of fucking battle in my head over something and then kind of get worked up like I'm just not good at that being just just I'm not good at just being just you know and that's right where that sentence ends and like constantly I kind of catch myself being like right when I should maybe be having that self-talk and like being alone to kind of improve that, I catch myself being like, what's up? What are you doing? What are you, you know, what are y'all doing over here or doing over there? Like I want to come and try to be with people mm. to not just sit there alone. So it's a, your form of escapism. 
Yeah, I, I I can't just live in my own head sometimes. Yeah, like you, you're saying you don't want to face some of the thoughts that come up when you're alone. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't quite understand yeah. what it's about. Yeah. But you know, I'm the youngest of four four kids. I've always had family around. I've always you know. And it's so- hard being alone, and I don't think you know. Obviously, naturally through evolution, we're not designed really to be alone we're we're designed to be in tribes clans you know and uh that's why i think as a society we're suffering so much now is because though we have all this connection through social media and everything really most a lot of people feel totally disconnected and alone and i i struggle with that immensely and so do I have things mastered when I'm alone in my mind? Certainly not, dude. I struggle with my thoughts alone a lot, but I'm forced to almost because, well, maybe not forced to, but I'm stubborn in reaching out to people to hang out. You know, like I, I've really developed um, almost like an introvert personality over the last few years, ever since COVID especially, but there was things happening prior to that then COVID and then, you know, just me just really feeling like I can't be around others right now. Like I have to be with myself. I have to figure myself out. I can't take any influences from the outside. I don't want to be influenced to make negative decisions, you know, when it comes to drinking and stuff. So that means I can't be in certain environments. Yeah. And yeah, being alone is incredibly difficult, but I also feel that because I've taken that time to be with myself, that I've really gained a lot of self-awareness. You know Um, yourself because of that. You kind of know a little bit more. I think I I know myself pretty well. And I've I've really uncovered a lot of different things of myself as well. And, um, you know, people have different points of view on what you're supposed to do in life and, and... for me, it can't always be action, 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 action. Like I need those times and yeah, maybe business suffers because of it. And I want to find the balance to where I can do my rest, keep the businesses going and, and such. But, um, you know, I think the biggest important thing to me is my self growth as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized too, during some of the, some of this, process over the last few years that self-growth also involves putting yourself out there doing the things that are hard that you know you need to do and self-growth for me also involves building my businesses to be successful that is a part of my self-growth I've done these other areas now I'm I'm, you know back in a, a place where it's like all right the businesses is the next step of my self growth that I need to pay attention to. Um, So doing this podcast is, you know, one big way of me really like diving back into um, just taking action because I, I have goals for the podcast, but ultimately I really don't know where it's going to take me, you know, in, in the aspect of like, I really think it's going to open up doors I could never imagine, you know, and, yep. and I think it's really important for me to do this. So, um, yeah, no, I totally agree. My, my, uh, my battle right now is like, I want to lose weight. Like, 
Yeah. And I've lost weight. Like I used to be way bigger and like I want to sustain 250 pounds. And so like that's like my whole, you know, like in terms of self-growth, like, you know, I've got I've got a family of, you know, I've got a wife, I've got a business, uh, you know, I've got a I got a car, multiple cars. I mean, it's not like that. That doesn't mean something to everyone. But to me, I value like some nice shit. Mm. So I've got some nice shit. Um, but what I don't necessarily got is a handle on the, the ideal size and health that I want to be at. And so that I battle with that a lot. And I try to get up and I work out. I'm currently doing a program that's 600 seconds. That's what it's called. Mm. So you work out for 600 seconds consistently. It's hard as fuck. And mm. so that ends up being 10 straight minutes. Mm. And then I take a little jog afterward and I try to do that as much as I can. But um, a lot of it, a lot of it is just uh, you making just like we've been saying, it's just making the right decisions, you know. A lot of it is diet, you know. Diets, I think, huge for mental clarity, energy, all those different things. Like, I am, luckily, I've been blessed with a crazy metabolism, you know. So, like, I've never, and I don't think I'll ever have, like, major weight issues as far as overweight. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. My parents are both very still slim and, and yep. they're much older. Mm -hmm. But... With that being said, it, it like it is a blessing and a curse too. Like I'll take what I have and I'm not complaining, but like I can get away with eating anything and that is not good for my self-discipline because yeah. I'm still affected by what I eat and I try to eat pretty good. I, I think overall I eat good. Yeah. I'm not eating raw vegan, you yeah. know, but I'm eating pretty good meals, decent meals. I don't eat fast food never eat I, fast I food i can't even yeah. i don't even know i don't even think i've ever even seen you eat which which means you know you eat good you know what i mean when somebody's oh, like I, well yeah i eat for fuel yeah that's like my brother like my brother's an iron man and if you were to talk oh, to him he? yeah, yeah he's cool. been he's done it a bunch and uh awesome. he uh if you were to ask him he's like food is fuel like and yeah. like you'll catch him at the park like eating those little bell peppers and you know and he's just like yeah i just need a little bit of something real quick and fuck man i i just aspire to get to that point now i Same also here i do too man <laughs> I, but i also like i don't know how people pass chick-fil-a and not stop like i don't I'm like yeah. what the fuck what do you mean those nugs i uh just won't wait in that line yeah That's, so there's certain I, things i just <laughs> won't wait in that line i will not do it i every time i go up there because i don't make it up on the north side too often i'm like still <laughs> you're like god damn <laughs> what this place has been open for a few years that, now like why i will say that line why? goes fast from a big guy talking does about the it? line it goes so quick does it i, I mean i just stop. look at it every time i've even even thought like oh chick-fil-a i look at the line I'm like nope yeah i just don't even want to even know mm -hmm. have you not had it I've had Chick-fil-A yeah, in other cities. It's nothing special. It's not in Spokane, yeah. yeah I don't know. That's the thing. I'm like, only use Chicken Sammy's. I yeah. Mean, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, 
I don't get the hysteria. It is a hysteria, but yeah. hey, bro, they're killing it. And they were going to put one on the South Hill, and I'm glad they didn't because it would have fucked up oh. 29th, yo. Oh, I know. I'm sure that's why they didn't. They, they took out our, one of our favorite restaurants because of it. But I mean, it, it, they opened it a little further. I mean, it, it might have been all right. I probably would have tried it, but yeah. They, yeah it would have been so It would have been so busy up yeah, there. Yeah, I bro. just don't think the infrastructure could support it on the Hill. Like, yeah, it would have uh, been too busy. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm, I, I'm guessing that's why they declined it. Yeah, well, I think what it was, there's a bunch of different revisions they had to do to the roads and stuff because of all I'm that. Saying. Like, it's the traffic that it would have brought. It's crazy. Because people from all over downtown and everywhere would have been coming up to the hill to hit Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, because north is far before you hit that halfway point. Yeah. So... I always had an idea, and I had this since I was young, is uh, organic fast food. Like, Let's unpack it. Like, what, why, is, what would it look we like? We should talk about it another time. I just want to put it out there in okay. the world, you know, because I've had this oh, idea. Oh, it, it, it exists. Where? I just, I just thought of it. Is in California one time, we went to, this going to blow your mind, have you ever had the Annie's brand? No. You've had oh. like the yeah the super bomb like they're like little burrito they're like burritos like this but it's Annie's and like is it Annie's or Amy's 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 sorry yeah. I was like but, Annie's on uh, yeah Amy's 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 yes. yeah 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 they have a Amy's rest like a fast food restaurant oh really in California oh. and it's fucking hopping yeah. people love it I bet. and they've got like they've got like it's it split they've got like a whole vegan because Amy's has like a whole like a lot of their stuff doesn't have meat in it or, or None dairy. Of it. Yeah. But but all. then also yeah, most of the store stuff doesn't. Yeah. But in their in their burger place they're smart enough to be like, oh, we got real burgers too. And it's just like mm. all like really fresh, yeah. all that stuff. And I mean it slapped and it it's it's shit it almost looks like a dick's. Yeah. So it's like kinda they built it's a brand new restaurant that's built kind of looking like it's older. Mm -hmm. And it's like and it's all just like really good food. It's fucking busy yeah you know and so that i i imagine that's just the first of it and it's gonna yeah. people i gonna, mean it, yeah it's i've been thinking of this for like 10 plus years but it's like i don't know anything about a franchise and and i could learn i've read some books surrounding you know these concepts mainly like how mcdonald's did what they did and all of that but i don't know it just it's an idea, but that's a that's an idea I need partners on and Yeah. And then then that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Do you uh do you juice or or do you like do you have a blender? Do you do I do have a blender and since you know it's funny you bring that up because I you know, I'm stopping coffee and I'm like, I need something to drink. I drink a lot of like um sparkling waters. Mm-hmm outside of just water but mm -hmm. other than that that's pretty much all i drink other than some oat milk what are you um, blending like when you do your blender? i'm not blending right now you haven't I'm thinking yet. You're of, like i there. need to do it again i need to be juicing again uh because i just need something that's a ritual outside of what i was doing with coffee or have you heard morning. much about or do you know anything about h2o3 have you heard of this no so and i I, I'm a student as well at this, but apparently it makes total sense that water is H2O and H2O3 is the, the, the moisture and water density you'd get from a fruit or a vegetable mm -hmm. and how it is 
10 times more nutritious for you and has the sugars and the carbohydrates and the things in that already juiced yeah. whatever that your body uptakes much better and like when you do your research on h2o3 they claim that most people are dehydrated yeah for sure dude and and it's mm -hmm. not it's only until you are at least if you're you know you got to eat x amount of apples and oranges and this and that in a day to really get the hydration that sticks in you and mm. we've all been there where we've chugged some water and then had to piss right away mm. and that's kind of what they say is they said yeah water's all good but like anymore it's tough to find one real spring water Mm -hmm. And two, that bottled water like a Dasani or a this or a that, they're saying that it is, if you read the back, it is actually filtered or purified water, mm -hmm. which means there's no minerals in it. Right. So there's this whole thing. When you get on YouTube or any kind of educational platform, they'll explain H2O3 and about how you need to juice um, and to get the proper amount of uh, of. Hydration, uh, hydration yeah. in your diet. I'm a, like I always like I say. Anytime I'm a student of everything, mm -hmm. but like you know, I really don't try to say I do anything unless I really do it. And uh, I don't currently juice. Uh, we have a Vitamix, and we've been went through phases where we hit it real good, and yeah. then we get off of it. Yeah. And you totally can tell the difference. Yeah, you know, like like mm -hmm. in, in, where, where I get it is that end of the day lethargic. Well, and the thing about juicing, too, is just like getting all of what you need from your veggies and fruits and in, 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 in like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I like, yeah, I like to eat fruits, pineapple, watermelon. Uh, those are probably the two that I eat the most. Mm -hmm. um, bananas. And um, but, yeah, it's hard, like keeping the fruits in the house. Like if you can just keep frozen fruits and and get your, you know, get it in real quick and like you knocked it out in the morning and then whatever you eat in addition is just on a plus, top. you yep. know. But yeah, I'm trying to get back on my like a, a a way more healthy regime. I'm intermittent fasting. Oh, are you really? I'm getting up at 5. I'm not getting up at 5 every morning like You're by trying. any means, but your I try. Your alarm goes off. And my alarm goes off and yeah. it's in my bathroom so I have to get up, go to the oh, bathroom. Oh, smart but man. I, That's I wish, in a book. I wish I was smart. That's in a book. I, I, I remember still, I still I'll still be like, no, Take go a back piss to bed. And go back to bed. I just yeah. but I get back up every time and then eventually by the if I don't get up at the 5 a.m. one by the third time I'm like, all right, fuck. I'll just yeah. Yeah. Get in the shower now, you know what I'm saying? How but, about intermittent fasting? What do you, what do you, um, what is your feeding windows? I'm doing a, a 16 8 and I eat from 11 to 7. That's kind of the, the, the yeah. target window. Mm -hmm. I sometimes eat a little later than 7. Depending then you on just the push day. your feed window no, the next day? Oh, no, no you don't. Okay. I'm so hungry by 11 the next day that that's fine. Like, really, for me, it's about fasting in the morning and, um, and not succumbing to eating right away. So I work out in the morning, which helps curb my appetite initially. And then I just drink a ton of water in the morning, you know, instead yep. of, cause like the water helps, like it'll curb your appetite for short periods of time during the fast. Mm -hmm. And um, the coffee helped too, when I was doing my Black fast. Coffee, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but now I don't have that again. And that's kind of why I started doing the coffee again in the morning. Yeah. Uh, just getting up. I, thought it would give me a kick and then also just like help curb the appetite a bit because black coffee is a 
is acceptable during a fast, but yep. I'm just going to go without it for now. Yeah, and uh, when you do break that fast with that smoothie, oh, my God, there's nothing yeah. better, bro. Larry June, man, he got me on. Hell, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to get on them juices, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it's weird because it's like your body is fasting. It's like yearning for food at that point, and it's like redoing the cells. Uh, you know, it's like re, you know, get, like kind of waking up. The, yeah, too. it's eating like, cells yeah, it's, up and uh, kind of. And yeah. then so when you put that smoothie in there and the only kind of nutrition it gets is the good shit. Holy fuck. It soaks it up like like dunking a sponge in a fucking cup of water. It's just it, it literally just loves you for that shit. It's just hard to always be village. Uh, uh, what's the word? vigilant to like wake up and be like boom i'm gonna make the smoothie i'm gonna like stick to the the deal um we were on it for a while and uh and my wife aspires to keep everything nice and healthy in the house she is a she is vegan she calls herself freegan because she mainly eats vegan and then at at you know if she sees something she wants she'll eat it um but like when, just vegetarian or like she'll eat meat She'll eat meat. But like okay, when yeah. I say meat, like she'll ne she won't eat a portion of meat. Yeah, she'll just have like a bite. Right, right. She'll right. be like, "Oh, those ribs look good. Like, can you cut me off a tiny little piece?" That's awesome. And so she's yeah. just free in that sense. But um, but mm -hmm. we both aspire to to get that smoothie in us, get that nutrition in us, mm -hmm. um, and then build from there, stretching, you know, getting mm -hmm. good healthy routines. So. Yeah, man, that's the the constant. The constant battle for for me is like make healthy choices. Yeah. I can make healthy choices. I will make healthy choices. Do you meditate? <laughs> I do a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Good for yeah. you. Um, I I'm, aspire to do I'm that. Doing, so I just read the five a.m. club, and I I don't have this nearly mastered yet. But it you know obviously get up at five a.m. is part of it, and then it's twenty minutes of working out minimum in the morning right away. Um, 20 minutes of meditation and journaling and then 20 minutes of reading. So, so one you, hour, one hour, you do all these things and like, it's just about you time. Like you, you work out for you to get, you have to sweat in that 20 minutes. Is there, do you have to do it in that order? It says to. Okay. Yeah. So work out, say it again. Yeah. Work out 20 minutes. Got to sweat. Yep. Meditate. That's right. Journal. And you can yep. do 10 10 or you could just do one or the other. You can choose. Either way, it, it's going to be good for you. It's about what you need to do for yourself. And mm -hmm. then the last one is read or audiobooks or something of that nature. Mm. Uh, so, what a, what a, um, I mean, fuck, what a good start to any day, you know? Yeah, that's the biggest principle about it. It's like not waking up and being rushed to do these things you're going to have to react to for the rest of the day. It's about you having this time for yourself to do something for yourself and to start your day the best way possible. And, and that's by bettering yourself. So no phone at five in the morning, you, no phone like that. Like that's, that's yeah, the main, like yeah. that's the problem Yeah, is that like, it'll distract you. And yeah, definitely no phones or anything. And this book even says, like, don't even sleep with the phone in your room. Yeah, my wife, my wife does that. She mastered that. And finally, I mean, I've, I was charging my phone right next to my bed. Eventually, like, the charger's just gone. Yeah. She was just like, you know, you got to charge it. I don't want any phones in the bedroom. Yeah. I was like, okay. She actually, she actually, a, a long time ago, 
she decided no TV. Only thing in our bedroom is the bed and two nightstands by design. I don't have a TV in my room either, man. Like you, you need to, that's where you rest and you can't rest with a TV. That blue light and all that is, it, it tricks your mind. Yeah. This is scientifically proven. Like it'll keep you awake and it does not allow you to get good rest. Even if you do fall asleep with the TV on, that light is still filtering through your eyes. Yeah, because your it, lids it, are it, shut and they yeah, can kind of see that. Yeah, yeah, light still gets through, so it's, it prevents REM sleep, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So I, man, I sometimes I'm so extreme. I'm like, I'm about to get rid of the TV in all my in living general. room. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. like a, I like a little relaxing, you know. And TV. Have you ever have you ever been that. on your phone too long and tried to shut your eyes and saw the. That like yeah. you can like you can almost like your eyes are like kind of like, yeah. and it's like and you know right then like fuck, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just too I'm just a fucking nutcase on my phone like what was I even looking at you know it's it's a fucking it's a problem that, I remember I remember telling somebody like we don't stand a chance to that technology like we straight up have to put it down you mm-hmm. cannot hold it and be like oh no i'm not going to get lost on my phone i'm going to do this instead <laughs> no like we straight up can't do it i don't know anyone who successfully like i mean oh, yeah. we would all have flip phones like you know like it's we somehow figure out a way to get social media or whatever they got going into our face it's fucking crazy and then talk about running a business where like somehow some way they've convinced you that you gotta make posts fuck it's a double-ended sword bro that's where it's really messed up and i uh yeah i i don't like social media man (laughs) yeah i know you know what's we're saying this while we're on it yeah and i gotta use it i'm gonna Make I'm I'm gonna take a clip of this section right here and post it right on the IG. And we're gonna hate it because like we don't want it, but we gotta do it. Fuck. This is gonna be a highlight clip for sure. And so, but it's about balance. But the the in that book, you know, um, Five A.M. Club, it talks high. It talks so much throughout the book about like the digital distraction that we all face and like how. It is imperative if you want to be able to focus and to attain high goals that you learn how to discipline yourself and distance yourself from it. Like it talks about like if you're going to sit down to do work, put your phone away from you out of your reach. Like You can't get it. Put it on silent. Like don't put it within your reach. It talks about all sorts of things. Don't sleep with it in your room. Like I'm sleep. Mine's in the bathroom. So I feel like that's pretty good it's yeah. not near me at all and yeah. i before that i was putting it on my nightstand across the room but they say even it being in the room because of the frequencies and all that yeah is not good i guess but yeah they don't say that in the book but I've you've heard, heard that other ways other yeah people get holding that thing up to your crazy. ear and, yeah. oh god yeah the whole wi-fi thing yeah yeah it's a it's always a quest to to be better. And, you know, when I get around people who aren't really trying to push themselves, like, you know, I'm not, I just, I want to be in a different room, you know, a bunch of people wearing sweatpants and flip flop, like Spokane will do something to you, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you'll, yeah. you could, it's really easy to be like a nothing ass nobody, you know, here, mm-hmm. out here. So always trying to pursue to be something different. Mm-hmm. Who's here? 
lock myself out of my own. You're smiling like you just had a good convo. <laughs> oh no, I'm just smiling because I locked myself out of my own studio. Oh, <laughs> well, that happens. We could open the door for you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely am in that wavelength now. I don't want to really be around others that aren't pushing themselves to be better people. Like, like, and, and I want to be around people too. Like when I'm down, like they pull me up and when they're down, I pull them up. Like I'm going to push you, you push me. That's the kind of like, cause we're all going to fall flat. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all going to fall below what we're capable of at times. But Mm -hmm. if you have real ones around you and people that really love you, then, you know, they're going to push you to reach back in and, and take hold and get back on track. Yep. You know, I don't really currently have too much of that in my life. Um, but I'm going to keep going till I find it, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and find the right people that can, join this journey with me um you well, know, I, I have can... a lot i have a lot of friends like you know like we're friends mm-hmm. when we see each other we have great talks but it's very distant yeah. when mm-hmm. we see each other so a little bit I'm more not, consistency yeah i'm not knocking or saying like i don't have support or love from a lot of people because i know that's true but i just don't see these people all the time because we're all busy yeah and that's that's it's also kind of what you want the, yeah. that's the other problem with society like we all are we all tell ourselves we're so busy, we can't ever really spend time together as brothers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. brotherhood really relates to like, hey, business, maybe the gym. But, you know, like outside of that, we're also like distant and pursuing our dreams. Like we don't really get a lot of that. Or for me, I don't know what everybody else is living. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just I'm not currently getting a lot of that time where I get to spend that kind of yeah just spend that kind of time with people this, this is where i get to do it the podcast is where is. i get to do that, it that, so. that's my outlet my outlet is what you're doing right near here what you invited me to be on yeah. is what i live for and you know what i wouldn't dare have my phone on there ain't no signs in here that says no phones you know what i mean there ain't no expectation but yeah. like i wouldn't dare be distracted on on a situation where I get an opportunity to like kind of really meet somebody at an eye level. Mm. Um, so anytime me and the boys have a podcast, all the phones are always off Got to be. because it's like, yeah, like what, what are we here for if we're not going to like take this seriously? It's the whole point of the podcast. Yeah. To me, it's like we get to lock in on a conversation uninterrupted. That's the beauty of a podcast interview and for me is like i get to talk with you uninterrupted yeah where we can never really have that experience anywhere else in life right now i'll be honest having a have being affiliated with the podcast being on podcasts here and there 100 percent totally has made me a better person Uh, it helps me with communication it helps me with an outlet mm -hmm. to uh express my uh, how I'm feeling about certain things. There's certain ideas and things that I think are funny that I'll kind of like pigeonhole away. And then I'll be like, oh, well, that, when do you bring it up? You bring it up on a fucking podcast so mm-hmm. that it's there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You don't bring it up just like real quick and nobody fucking cares. You 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 bring mm-hmm. it up. You use your platform as an outlet so that people can kind of hear what you're thinking about certain things. And so I love that fact. I love, I, I do this shit for... 
you know, I'd show up on a different podcast every week if that was what if that was the thing because mm. it allows me to kind of disconnect and and without this uh, without this push to to be on air and to be like locked in, yeah, I'd be distracted. You yeah. know, easily. I'm easily distracted. I grew up with ADD, ADHD, and I'm easily distracted, but. I don't use it as a crutch. I try not to be like, oh, bro, I have ADD. I can't, you know. Yeah. I actually say, like, you know, since I have ADD, I'm allowed to what's called hyper-focus. Mm. And so there's certain things that I can, like, hone in on in a low-key kind of unhealthy way, but, like, the job gets done. Yeah, I might not drink water that day. Yeah. I might not talk to nobody that day. And when I right. look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, holy shit. Like mm. you didn't like you fucking raised your head out. You still got bed head and it's six o'clock at night. But that's just because I'm able to like hyper focus on something and achieve it, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it takes it takes uh, it takes you kind of knowing yourself. And it also takes like everything we just talked about it takes an outlet. Sometimes people are in their own way because what happens is, is they, uh, you know, they have all these goals, but then in their brain, they're just like, I can't do that because I got to do this. And, you know, starting a business is a big one. Oh, I can't start a business. I have to I have to get a location first and I have to hire employees. It's like, no, bro, just fucking. Yeah, you don't. You know, I haven't taken that route yet. Yeah. Just got to get out of your own way. Yeah. Um. Well, let's uh, let's transition. We had brought up that you did music before. Okay. So, uh, imperfect Cody. Bro, I love music, and I pursued music for a very long time. And uh, I don't know if I can even say this, but I'll say it. Like I had, I had a decent amount of following out here. Yeah, for and, sure. And uh, I could kind of, you know. I was just having fun, really. Mm -hmm. um, and then at a certain point, I tried to take the fun and the love I had for music, and I tried to turn it into a business, and it all fell apart. Mm. Um, and the reason why is because the passion that I had for making music, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Like as I was making albums and as I was like writing songs, if you really go back and listen to it, it's kind of a threat. Where like in a lot of the music, it's like if this shit doesn't pop, I'm fucking done. You know mm. what I mean? And like there's that that that's kind of in there. Mm. Um, and the reason why I ended up kind of calling it quits is because I found something that truly paid. Mm. You know, I pursued something. I I prepared myself for it. I knocked it out. The end was there. The expectation was set. It was hit. And then at the end of the day, we're just like with music. It's like, hey, nice job. That show was dope. You guys killed it. That moment, instead of that, it was, here's $1,000. Here's $2,000. Here's $1,500. Here's $500. You know, and so it's like you pull off a week worth of work, hard work, and you get paid for it. And then it's like, well, fuck, I've been working for free all these years. And so... To hone back to um, music, I gave up music because I couldn't get it to, I couldn't get it to, uh, I, I, I couldn't get it to turn into anything. Mm. Um, couldn't monetize it essentially. And even at a like minute, 
like kudos level where it's like no but like you could just be doing shows and kind of have that clout um i i i would have been behind like at that point in time, I'm I'm in my 30s, you know, I'm in like 28, 29, 30 when like shit was really kind of, you know, I had, I was making music. And so what I was behind at that point, 30 years old, you ain't got no, you don't have a savings, you ain't got no 401k, you ain't bought a house, you ain't. And so I just knew that even if this all popped, let's say it took 10 years, I'd be 40 and tons of risk. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember just calling it quits in my brain and and it took me a long time to admit it to people. Mm. It took me a long time to admit to people, hey, Cody, you know, you, you, where's the music? What's the deal? And I'd just be like, and then eventually I remember one day I was just like, hey, I can't get it to equate to anything, so I'm just going to be moving on. Yeah. And people were, people were, I still to this day, I mean, what, like two days ago, someone came up to me and approached me and said, bro, I still bump your shit. I'm, the, the album that they're talking about is seven years old. The Harvest? Yeah. I was listening to it yesterday. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like, I got to tap back in with the harvest, man. And it was cool listening back to some of those tracks. Because when that came out, we were all bumping it heavy, bro. Like yeah. In town, at least the people I was around. Me and Drew were definitely bumping it a lot. And yes. Well, that, that shines another thing on. Is if you, you can support somebody with something... And you could really fuck with them deep down and love their shit and love them as a person and be like, damn, this dude's really killing it. But low key in their brain, you might not ever really know what they're going through. Hmm. And uh, I really wish I knew what kind of impact that album was having on people in the, in its time. Hmm. You know what I mean? I wish I could snapshot forward five or six years and kind of see the the type of feedback I get now and that might have changed the way I my my moves a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, at a certain point, you know, everything was gone. All the you know the fans, the people who were like checking on me, that don't happen no more. And now I just get like a few people who, who listen to it, but never really said nothing then. And then mm -hmm. now they're just like kind of saying it, which mm -hmm. isn't. It's you know, it is what it is. It's just mm -hmm. it just it happened that way. Mm -hmm. How they perceived it and how I put it down, there was a gap there. You know what I mean? And so if you, why I'm saying that is because if you support somebody with something and you do want to see them do well and you want them to succeed, like, and maybe we were all just too young, reach out to them and tell them and say, hey, I fuck with your shit majorly. And this is, I feel like you could do this or that or whatever. Give them whatever you think that you can because... Cats will quit on their dreams because they just didn't understand what kind of weight it had, you know? Mm. And uh, I'll be all right because, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. And uh, one day I may get back into music and, like, I have enough self-worth and self-talk to where, I, like, I can kind of put myself in other positions where I'll be successful. But there is cats where their life's work is tied up in their art. You know what I mean? And they kind of sort of don't, their friends don't even fuck with them, you know? And it's, you know, that should, that should be sad sometimes. And so if I could I, say, if I could say anything, if you, if your homie does anything artistic and you do fuck with it, make sure you let them know. I, I agree. Like you should support your people. <clears throat> I will also say this though, it's your responsibility to be undeniable oh, as yeah. an artist. Yeah. And but your people like if you really say you mess with, you know support homie then yes telling them like you you know hey I buy the album whatever like 
um, a lady that I'm going to have on the podcast here soon. She is an author, and she's written a few books. And I was like, hey, I want to buy your book. She's like, oh, I, I would, I'll just give you a copy. I was like, no, I want to buy it. I want, you know what I mean. And like, I give my stuff away a lot for city chapters to people, and I get a lot of people who are like, no, dog, like I'm gonna pay you, and I always appreciate that, you know, because it's not always about the money to me, but you know, this, this, I'm in business, you know, at the mm-hmm. same time. So when people that I'm really trying to gift something to are like, no, brother, like I want to pay, and mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, that goes a long ways, um, mm-hmm. but. You know, music and all that stuff is so hard, bro. Like it is, it is so hard. And, and it, it, you know, when you were doing it, and probably and even way harder now, I would imagine. Oh God, all Just, the competition! So, yeah, the competition now is insane. And then also to shine back what we talked about earlier, it's a want. Hmm. That's not a need. What the it, rap career just making music and putting it out there and having the opportunity for people to support you you're talking about a lane that it's all out there already you're going to put it on spotify it's going to be there you're saying your deliverance is a want for people like if they want to listen to it or not yeah they don't need it yeah they don't need to listen to no there's nothing they need to hear yeah if they fuck with you they'll listen to it maybe once maybe twice maybe Mm. they'll listen to it seven years down the road after you put it out but it's still not a need it's a want and Mm. so and so um it just like when you say making music like that's tough like it's tough to be in anything that people have to make a choice yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it's tough to be in any kind of business where it's just like uh they could be waiting in line to give you the money and be like you even want to do this right now whereas like if you need your grass cut it's just like motherfucker when can you be here you know there's a whole different conversation that happens when things are needed and like that's That's one of the things i learned in in business school was that like you know what are you willing to do to be free, not what you want to do. What are you willing to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, music is uh, like people are like, man, I really want people to fuck with me. Like, and they'll be tight. They'll, their music could be dope, but it's still even the dopest of music will still kind of fall in that want th- category. And you know, it works out for some people, but like, I am. I see the value in something people need to have. And then you put on good customer service, building report. You put on these things that that make it, and then they're just like, fuck, I needed that, and you 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 set an expectation and hit it. Like, it just, mm-hmm. it just makes it to where you get that repeat business. I, yeah, I feel you. I also would say, though, in, in a, a little uh, contestment to Please it, do. Is that whatever you do, whatever it is, art, whatever like and you're trying to make money in it you better believe that people need it like whatever like i'm making this this music people need this music yeah you have to have that ultimate belief in yourself and your product for it to ultimate to for it to be successful i think yeah like you can't just be like oh yeah this is nobody wants this yeah like yeah you know it's like you have to have like you have to have that confidence like my music is important yeah you know that is true, and that's probably why that's probably why I 
you know, that speaks a lot yeah. to why I don't make music anymore. Yeah. Is I must have, you know, I had that self-talk with myself and I guess I deemed it just not important. Um, I had one homie that was telling me a big, huge idea and I dumbed his whole idea down. Mm. And I'm thinking I'm doing him a service. And yeah. it's just like, bro, I'm just, you know, you're thinking too small. Yeah. You need, you know, I hear you, but you're just thinking too small. Mm. And I was just like, well, damn. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm. And he ain't done what he said he was going to do. Mm. And I guess what I was trying to say is that, like, you could probably maybe get there, but why don't you just do this in a small way? And yeah. then maybe you'll get to where you're going. I connect the dots. Like, you can't just jump from one side of the ocean to the other. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, well, I guess you can't with a plane now, but. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, but I miss it. I do yeah. miss making music. I feel like I still have an ear for it. I still aspire. I still like freestyle a little bit and like mess around with myself. And like I yeah, kind of push my son toward outlet it. for you. My son will get me back into music. I don't know how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. But like he makes beats on his wall, like the whole fist and the knuckle yeah. thing. And he's really good at it. He's five years old, and he's nice. really good at it. He, he has cool. like he has like three beats in his pocket. You know, when you're <laughs> little, you only got a couple. Yeah. And then also, um, he does. Uh, I have like a little app where you can make beats on the phone, and I'll give him it, and I'll connect the phone to like the house, so it has like bass. Yeah. And so he'll sit there, and he'll just sit there and make beats. And if I let him go, he'll do it for hours. And so um, I think cool. I think he'll get me back into it. And uh, and then at that point. It'll have a the passion element back to it, mm. and then uh, it'll kind of be the hobby slash passion element to where like I don't mind dumping a little bit of like yeah. funds into you it, have cash flow for it. And if it grows, yeah. it grows. But like it won't have this whole like nope, we're not doing that because it ain't gonna turn into income, yeah. and it's not because when I'm personally just looking at it for me only, I'm like fuck. If it ain't a business that's making money, I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. But if if it's him. And he's having fun and like he's getting his friends into it. Like, we'll build a fucking studio. Like, yeah. let's go. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. if it's just up to me, I could leave it. Yeah. So I'm hoping one day he'll get me back into it. And uh when I say he'll get me, it's not on him. Uh he can yeah. he can do it. Whatever he's into, I'm gonna wanna I'm gonna wanna kinda support him. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. wanna support him in that. I, I hope it's some of the stuff that I've done in my life though, too. So mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think, you know, it shows a lot of wisdom, though, too, because at the point that you probably cut ties on music, there was certain responsibilities, like you said, that that had to um, be taken care of and to let go of something that you love and, you know, maybe wanted. But like you said, it's not paying the bills. I got to do what I got to do. And I think that's part of you know, becoming a man too. It's, it's not always about what you want to do as much as we want it to be about that. That hardly ever works out for people. Like yeah. most people don't get to do what they want to do. And exactly. especially in every moment of every second in your life, you're not going to be doing what you want to do. There's just give and take. There's, you have to earn to get to do what you want to do basically yeah. is how i look at it. you got to earn it you you can't just get to do what you want to do all the time because it's just not i don't think how life really works you know what i'm saying like there's give and take and um you know it's it can be hard to walk away from something and to quit something uh 
depending on how you look at it. But I think you have a healthy way of looking at it from the way you explained it to me and you moved on to something that was more suited for you and your family. And, uh, you know, it doesn't really sound like there's any regret coming from the way you talk about it. Yeah, I think about it every day, seven days a week. I think about what I used to do and, you know, and when I see people drop music, I get a little bit just like, damn, that looks fun. Yeah. But um, I don't look at it. I don't, I'm not envious of anybody. I'm not jealous. Yeah. Um, Which is a big one. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it being envious or jealous, especially because, I mean, it'll it'll happen within your circle. It'll, like, be your friends that mm-hmm. you're kind of envious and jealous about. So I'm past mm-hmm. that. Um, but, but it's something that I think about every day and, uh, I have a good relationship with the way I left it and, uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. It it is what it is. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. And it actually feels good to say that because I wasn't for a long time. Yeah. I'm sure it would be hard. It wasn't because like people would bring it up and people would be like, and then like, there's also people who kind of knew me and they'd be like. I have this one homie. You knew him. You had one interaction with him. One? <laughs> yeah. And you, you said some choice words. He'll he he won't listen. He won't listen to this, but <laughs> we'll he low key kinda this. hates on me. Oh yeah. That's all I'll say. We'll have to talk off off camera. No, no, no. You know who I'm talking about. You you okay. only met him one time and it was okay. the most recent little walk we went on. Oh, and yeah. he low key kind of hates on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. caught up now. He's like, right. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um and he was just like, You fucked up. Uh. It's like you fucked up. Like you, you, you threw away a big career, and you fucked up. And like, uh. and like, you should feel stupid about that shit. Yeah. And like, that's the type of that's the type of conversation that would normally happen. And it's just like, bro, you know, yeah. I feel like I feel like you're doing a little bit of reflecting and projecting right now. And mm. I feel like maybe you fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like you're trying to make sure that like I I know that I failed at something, but little do you know is that like that I have a great relationship with my fails. Yeah. You know? And so Yeah. Um, I'd also say like you said uh projection because like all that is if somebody's trying to tear you down like that and tell you you're stupid because of the decision that you made. Yeah they ultimately really feel stupid about where their life is and they just want to feel a little bit better than the next person. And that's all that ever is. And it's an ongoing inner battle with whatever they're dealing with. This particular person that we're, that we're referring to, I know him well, he didn't, you know, he had, he's, he's got some inner battles going on. Mm -hmm. And so like, I kind of know where he's coming from, from that. And, uh, and it's, you know, I actually don't, I know him so well. I don't even take it as like personal, not even, even close and he's a homie of mine but we were full of that juice we are full of the psilocybin and Mm. that's what came out Mm. you know what i mean and so i it's about me being able to where do i sit in my brain and uh, i don't think i fucked up because ain't no expiration date Mm. I can make music. I can get back in. I can jump out and do whatever I want. Where I'd think I fucked up is if I hung in so long that I have nothing right now. Mm. That would be fucked up. <laughs> he knows I didn't fuck up. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He knows. He ain't talking to me. Yeah, you got a successful he's, business. He's talking to himself. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people 
Yeah. And and when you when you approach somebody who is trying to bring you down with like, oh word, that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, like you, you know, I fucked up. Like, tell me about like you know, that's how you feel. Like, how did I fuck up? When you approach him with that. They low, they kind of are like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to explain this shit now. You know yeah. what I mean? They're yeah. not used to people being like, oh okay, like, uh, I, I okay, I fucked up. What's up? You know what I mean? They're not used to people owning their their mistakes. Mm. And so when you can have that conversation with people, you know, you can you can get them off your back a little bit, but you know, they'll probably do it again. So. It's once again, it's about surrounding yourself around around the right people and having that inner self worth. But people will try to bring you down, especially when you're when you're on your way down. They're gonna try to kick you, you know. And, you know the people closest to you, they just know you the best. Uh, you know, I don't even speaking about on, being an entrepreneur. I don't even tell my mama when I come up. Mm-hmm. You know, if I do well for a week, I don't even tell my mom, you know, like there's mm-hmm. there's certain things that like it's just you just keep to yourself. I keep I yeah. kind of keep the lows and the highs. I kind of internalize those just for me. And then I try to give everybody like that main that main level. So at least that's just me. That's how I operate. I think that's good as a man. I mean, you know, you don't need to be telling everybody your business I, I like I've it's something that I've had to learn because I, I feel like I can be very you know maybe overly vulnerable with my life you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. speaking on it and whatnot and you know like I have the idea of what a man should be to me and, and you know that man is a man that does not speak too often he doesn't speak uh irrationally he doesn't speak loosely doesn't work out his thoughts but he's effective when he does speak yes yes and yes. he does not keep beating the dead horse with things and i and i can do that you know like i i'll keep drilling in on something that really doesn't need to be drilled in whether it's in my mind or whether i'm talking out loud to somebody mm-hmm. and so you know the just being careful with your words, choosing your words wisely um, is something that I aspire to attain in life, you know, as I grow as a man, mm-hmm. is to be very effective with the way that I speak. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. It's very important. I aspire to do the same. Because I, I just, uh, I, I noticed and I've seen a lot and I've done it. Like People just talk the talk like they ain't even talking about anything, you know, yeah. it's just like just talking to hear themselves talk. And and the other thing that I want to be better at, and this is where not speaking as much comes into play. And like you said, uh, having a podcast, gaining communication skills. Like I watch podcasts back now. I'm forcing myself to. I was kind of avoiding watching my own podcast, probably because of fear of watching myself and and the me seeing the things I don't like about myself and the way that I talk or me saying certain words like, you know, too much or like whatever. I'm very judgmental of myself, you know, but just like in snowboarding, when I watch film of me snowboarding, I notice the things I need to get better at. And so mm-hmm. I've been watching some of my podcasts and I'm seeing a lot of different things where I'm like, OK, that right there is where I can speak more effectively 
those types of words don't need to be said over and over again because yeah. I'm just trying to kill time on the mic to think of my thought through, you know? And yeah. so it's just learning these different things. But the other point that I was going to make is when you don't always feel the need to speak, you listen. And that's something that I also am doing this podcast for is to learn the art of listening, mm. like sitting here, calming my mind and hearing what the person sitting across from me is really saying instead of me being in a position where I'm like, all right, I already know the next point I want to bring up as soon as he's done talking. It's really tough. And, and kind of needed in a podcast in a way because you need to keep the conversation moving, right? Oh, yeah. But I think that the way that I have orchestrated my podcast is that it naturally takes its own life in each conversation and so me listening ultimately is going to give me a deeper sense of how I should react to what was just said. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a, yeah, it's a whole, it's a little, it's a uh, learned skill to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody kind of knows what they're going to say before their person's talking is done. Right. You know, it's, it's a learned skill to, to be quiet and actually, and uh, to take control of a conversation mm. just on the streets in the open having talking about business doing whatever to take control of a conversation is a learned skill it's not always the person who talks the most no. is in control mm. um so learn that yeah and then also um you know when you're dealing with somebody who's not a good conversationalist, it's actually, it's pretty easy to take control, but other mm. people are like, you're just like, Oh shit, this dude knows how to, you know, this dude knows how to just have a random interaction. Usually it's with the people you don't have anything invested in. Mm -hmm. So you'll just like meet and you just meet somebody and you're just, you're so used to people spouting off garbage. <laughs> then you hear somebody talk and you're just like, Oh fuck, yeah. this dude knows what he's. And then, so then it makes you're just like, okay, I'm talking to somebody and, it makes you want to continue to have that conversation with them. So, right, you're you're. I'd say you're one of those. I really try tough, try hard not to interrupt people. I try not to say um. I try to. Yeah. I try when I know I agree with somebody. I do more nonverbal head movements than I do say. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I just did it. See. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. What brings me into this thing? I just an employee down at the shop it's just off topic a little bit but it kind of relates the quest to be the person who already knows something is very dangerous hmm. so like not being a student out here is fucking very dangerous how is it dangerous well it's dangerous in the sense that it doesn't allow you to learn because you already know so like if somebody says, and I'll use this as an example, I've done this a couple times, like I'm going to ask you, Bobby, are you aware that ice or that cold water put on a stove, like you put, you run the cold instead of the hot, put on a stove, are you aware that that'll boil faster than like hot water out of the faucet? Were you aware of that? Like, did you know that? I've always put cold water in. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that at some point I was aware of that, but I may have forgotten that. Okay, so the reason why I'm using that as an example is because it's not true. Huh. Okay? okay, but the fact that 
you I approached it with yeah. did you know? Yeah. It makes you be like, mm-hmm. I already know that. Mm. It's obviously not true. The water has to go through cold to get to hot and then mm. boil. So the way that you the way like in a not a perfect but a, a good response to that in life or in any situation where you may know 60 70 80 90% of something is to be like tell me about it or like you know to, what's that about or like you know what i mean and it's yeah. just this weird thing in society that makes it feel like the student in the room is inferior mm-hmm. it's yeah. a fucking trip yeah and like when you wrap your brain around it and you move in a way like you're a student you'll fucking, you, people will be like, who the fuck's that guy? Mm. You know what I mean? Because you'll step in a room and you read it and you're just like, am I teaching or am I learning? You know what I mean? And like in, in a lot of rooms, most rooms, I'm a student and I'm sitting there like this and I'm like, oh, and I may know 90% of what they're talking about and I'll tell me more. You know, it'll take a long time for someone to learn I have a detail shop. If I run into them, I've done it before. Oh, I, I detail cars, bro. This is a, 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 all unpack their whole life <laughs> and sit there and say, oh, that's tight. What, do you, what does detail entail? How many cars you guys do a week? How many? You see what I'm saying? Mm. Low key, I'm in control of that conversation. Mm. And they're just telling me. And, and it's because I didn't nip it right in, this, in the beginning and say, oh, I already know. Yeah. And you can straight up learn so much by being the guy who's a student at everything and it's a trip and I feel like and and I'm a student at that lesson mm. and it's a hack it is a hack in every situation to be to play possum in a tiny kind of minute way and 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 when you said that measures like a man you know and being able to say less words that's instantly what I was kind of thinking right then is that my measure of a man is somebody who doesn't just chime in and say, Hey, I already know. Yeah. And you're really good at it. You're really good at being like, Hmm, you thought about the boiling water thing much longer than most people. Most Mm. people go, yeah, I knew that. (laughs) And then when you tell them that, then they have to backpedal. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, cause I thought that, I thought that maybe you was, and then they're like, you just did that on a podcast to me. You know what I mean? But really, all we have to do is just be students out here and then we'll protect ourselves. And so, you know. Yeah. No, I mean. Isn't that a trip? Yeah. I, I was definitely thinking like, all right, Cody just pulled one on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, but but we bring it back because like, you he, have. All right. We know who's in control of the conversation oh, now, God, Cody. Stop. <laughs> stop. No, but it's it's just one of those things where like I would only do it to people. People will low key yeah. be mad at you over that oh, shit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. You know well, what I mean? Well, that's why I didn't. I was like, this is trick question. This is a trick question. I always do put cold water in. Me too, by the way. But I don't. I don't, I was like, I don't know if it really does go faster. And that's why I was like, I'm not sure if it does. You answered it perfectly, Bobby. You passed the test. I'm not sure, man. You passed the test. (laughs) 90% of people will tell you what they know. Yeah. Yeah. And they really don't even really know that. And Mm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And I'm guilty of this. People want to be in the know, right? And that's what you're speaking to. And... We want to feel like we have the knowledge that we're smart, whatever. And then once you've committed to an answer, whether it was right or wrong, 
you're going to stick to what you said to prove that you were right. I'll fight nobody, you, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? We, like, I had a homie growing up. Love this homie. Great dude. But he always would be lying to us about <laughs> different products and things that he made up. Like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, did you see this new brand of skateboards? Like, what, bro? No. Like, so we started. Oh, it had nothing to even do with him. No. he Like, we like skateboarding. He, you know, might have been into it a little bit, but he would just try to, like, act like he was in the know of all these cool different products a lot of times growing up. This is, like, one example of what he would do. Yes. But, like, we started making up product names. Like, we'd make up a product name, like, yo, dude, did you hear about those bearings, those 5,000 XIs by some brand that we made up? Yeah. He'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, I read about those last night. Those are sick, bro. Yeah. Those things are supposed to you go You guys just let him go. And we'd be like, bro, we just made that up. No, man, I've seen it. I swear He'll to go God. with it yeah, still. Like he won't, but they, but he they do not, make those, though. He does, will not break it. He will not break the lie, man, no yeah. matter what. And, and like, low-key, people will start treating you like that when they figure out that you're the dude who acts like he knows everything. Yep. The way that you're interacted with is, yeah, like... For sure. It's just, like, no, you know, he don't, they'll be laughing at you yep. because it's, like, he already knows. Don't yep. even fuck around. Yep. And we all got that homie in the circle who's like that. I'm not saying he's not valuable. I'm not saying I don't got love for that dude. I'm just saying that his conversation skills, his education his growth is stifled by the fact that he his learning sponge is clogged up with i already know mm. i have it with employees all the time hey don't forget to do those wheels in that window oh, okay yeah I, I, I was gonna do those and it's just like <laughs> okay yeah. you know yeah. but then when the car goes outside and they're not done it's like see you weren't you mm. know and mm -hmm. and uh we just need to be careful to be students, you know, because like you and, and be able to learn at things and always be a like, uh, you know, uh, take a take a moment to be like, I learned something today. And I, I value that a lot. I feel like other people would as well. And uh, when somebody already knows something, I just let them know it. Yeah, I I agree, man. And. I, you know, it was uh, being a student. I, like I said, my homie was kind of going in on me about some things about myself this morning. And I just like, I just took it like, yes. I, I'm going to listen, man, and face these things that I don't probably really want to hear. But I know what he's saying is actually true. And I know that this dude wants to see me do well. So I'm not going to be offended. Yeah. You know, even though my natural inclination is to be a def uh, try to rebuttal all the stuff he says. Yeah, and also cuz I you know like I don't I come from a background of like, you know, don't disrespect, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and I had to decipher like he's not disrespecting me. He's yeah. just telling me what is the hard truth for me to hear and Yep. You know, I told him, I was like, thank you, bro, for telling me what you did. Because most people don't have the courage to say that kind of stuff to me. Yeah. Like, most people, like, I think they see me in, uh, you know, like, people that listen to this podcast know more about me now. You know what I'm saying? And how I think and how I feel. But my initial uh, 
pre, uh, presentation to people is an intimidating a lot of times. Like, yeah. I've heard that a lot throughout my life. Like, bro, you're intimidating, like this, that, and the third. Uh, and, you know, I feel like that creates a lot of people not being direct with me because they're scared of how I might react or whatever. But, mm -hmm. like, I'm really not a aggressive person to people that have their best intention for me and i go. always am down for the hard talk yeah. like i'm always down for somebody to be like brother this is how i see you could be better yeah now does that mean that i'm gonna be like oh well you know thank you like mm -hmm. i'm gonna be stern in who i am as a man and yeah. what i've been through and what i stand on but if there's value but, there but i'm not gonna also not listen because you telling something that ultimately i know is true because like really if you start feeling defensive, then already you pretty much know there's some truth in what's being told to you. Because yep. if there was no truth, then you would like you're yep. not gonna take it as like yeah you're not gonna take it that way unless he's saying some seriously outlandish stuff that's like bro <laughs> yeah you know and that but, it just goes back to what we were just saying. It's like you you straight up you sat there you took it and you were like maybe there's something in here that is that I can get some value from and it ended up being super valuable because you brought it up like three or four times about the lessons you learned just like while working out. And so it's, that's good. It's different when you say it to yourself. Yes, 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 yes. It's, it's a whole other thing when somebody else tells you exactly what you've been oh, eating God. at yourself about. That's a trip. And it's hard. It's harder to hear it from somebody else, even though it's the same fucking dialogue yeah it's the same thing but to hear it from somebody else is hard but it also is way more impactful and for a person like me it is ultimately something i need to hear i like hearing that stuff from people because it gives me a deeper drive yeah like it's not just me seeing it this homie sees it too and yeah. if if this homie's seeing it that's not acceptable to me you know yeah. what i mean like even though i've known he's seen it but this is the first time like we he's... had this conversation really like this you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and and it was good and it was needed and i'm thankful for it uh it was hard for me to hear though yeah it's uh those are the tough ones those are the real those are the real tough ones when you know, people are telling you something and it's tough to hear. And, you know, you kind of question. You're just like, do I? And you're like, yeah, this is exactly what I needed right here. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Uh, well, probably about at the end of our time. Is there anything else you want to share, man? Mm, just chase your dreams and uh, be, uh, I'd say, you know, chase your dreams. Be get comfortable in your skin because you're going to be there a while. <laughs> and uh, yeah. if you ever, if there's ever any value, if you took any value from anything I said, or you think that you want to run anything by or like check me on anything I said, or like, uh, you know, please reach out and, and talk to me. Cause like I said, I'm, I, I love to learn. I love to just be a student out here in this stuff. And so, like, um, especially if there's anything about business or growth or anything like that, if you can add to, we, I would love to hear it. I'm mm. sure you would as well. And Definitely. if you ever need a, this is our shameless plug, if you ever need a vehicle detailed, uh, you're selling it or changing hands, look us up. 
Uh, we also operate a podcast in this exact same beautiful studio called Happy to Be Here. And if you're looking for a different uh, style podcast, you know, we smoke weed, we drink, and we're kind of a hoot on that podcast there. A little more, a little more. Yeah, uh, yeah we're a little more wild on that one. Um, please check us out there. But other than that, just, you know, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, are you doing uh, mobile detailing yet? I'm not to that point yet. The I've homie set... was asking when I was coming on today. So was, I was he? Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Is it somebody we both know? Yeah, I'll tell you off camera. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think I promised that dude a mobile detail. Yeah. But see, that's how you get shit done, <laughs> you yeah. know. But uh, but yeah, no, I will get to that point one day. I'm gonna put together a trailer and do like a luxurious car wash type of thing where I come to you. Yeah. Um, wash your car and make it really easy for you. So when that nice. when that launches, you'll it'll be available. I have a brand new website we're putting out too. It's called My Auto Skin. It should be available by probably by the time this episode drops. People should go check it out. Um, it'll kind of just explain our process and stuff. And I've this whole time, eight years in business, I've never had a website. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like a thing for me. Yeah. So but that's other big, than, man. Yeah. Uh, but also great you haven't needed one. You know, a lot of businesses, like if you don't need it, you don't need it. But for growth and, and just like obviously this day and age, being an established business is like kind of have to have a nice website. So that's a good next step for you. Mm -hmm. Um you do ceramic coatings as well yep. at AutoSkin, so yep. he does. Can you kind of explain what, what yeah. that is for people? Okay, so a ceramic coating is a hydrophobic barrier um, that you'd put over the top of a new car or a car that you really like or you spend a bunch of money on. Mm -hmm. So what that entails is it's a resin that's paired with alcohol. So essentially, once I make the vehicle look perfect and it's ready to come back to you, it's opportune time for me to apply this coating. Um, what it is is you slide it. The alcohol allows the resin to slide on your vehicle, and then, of course, you buff it clean with a, with a hand towel. It's a, it's a process. You have to be trained up on it. We're certified to install it. And what it does is it creates a second barrier on your vehicle. We basically will cocoon your vehicle in this product, and then it's hydrophobic. Water beads right off. Bird droppings won't stick to it. Bugs barely stick to it. There's some maintenance involved, but essentially you have a detailed car that lasts for up to five, ten years. Wow. So the coating that I offer the most is a five-year coating. It runs between $1,200 and $1,500. Um, and with that, once a year you come back to me and I do what's called a refresh where I correct any areas that may look a little off and then we recode it. Um, and you can, you want to hand wash them, but if you run them through the car wash every once in a while, it's not a huge deal. And it just gives you that gleam and mm -hmm. lets you stand out. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that's important. Some people it's not, it's not a product that's for everybody. But, um, if you're buying a new car and you're paying a bunch of money for it, it is a great way to keep the value up on the vehicle nice. um, a ceramic coating goes on the carfax so a lot of people don't quite understand that mm. it does add a little bit of value to the vehicle when it's time to resell so nice so we do we do a lot sweet. of that as well sweet okay all right thank you for bringing that up too because a lot of people have no idea what that is yeah <laughs> yeah i figured we get it all out there well that's that's my dog my good friend cody duncan it's an honor having you on brother thank you uh 
for your knowledge, your time. Thank you. I always love talking to you, man. I felt like there was some really good gems in there, and I always learn from you, man. There's always some really good insights that you have on business life and, you know, just being lighthearted too, man, is something that I really feel that I pick up on you, pick up from you, how you show up. It's always lighthearted, but there's real gems and knowledge that you also share at the same time without like, you know, with keeping the energy still good in the room, you're able to have those conversations. And I appreciate that, man. Um, So once again, this is my dog, Cody Duncan. I'm Bobby J. This is City Chapters Podcast. Go check out Auto Skin if you need your car cleaned up and detailed. That's it. Until next time. Appreciate it, y'all.